this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Friends call me Nova. Is in uh, Casa Nova? <laughs> you actually said that? Yeah! All that you gotta do is ask them questions and listen to what they have to say and shit. I don't know, man. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> From Universal Pictures. Stiffel's mom. Are you trying to seduce me? Yes, ma'am, I am. Mom? Comes a brutally honest look. What exactly does third base feel like? Like warm apple pie. At that time in everyone's life. Huh? When we try to hold on to our dignity. Jerk? American pie. Well, we'll just tell your mother that, uh, that uh, we ate it all. I can't wait to introduce my wife to Damp Third. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. Welcome to Recap and Gown podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. The class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not too much, man. I just need to say this before this starts so no one gets the wrong idea. Oh. I have never ever in my life Uh-oh. had sex with any pastry <laughs> pie cake there are rumors they are fake news excited to talk about this one dave these rumors have been circulating around you for many a decade so i'm, fake, I'm happy that you've you, you steadfastly refused to comment uh fake you, news. i've seen you i've seen you run away from cameras before i saw you stiff arm a reporter one time fake. Uh, you started a fire as a diversion once so it's nice that you've you finally got on the record and, and we really mm-hmm. put that away. I appreciate that. I think the voters like it too. That's good. Uh, also joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan? Well, hey, that's a, that's a hard intro to follow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I paddle boarded yesterday. I, I don't... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a flop. Yeah. <laughs> not your best work. <laughs> uh, rounding out the two-step, this podcast chief White House and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Uh, not much. I'm glad we finally got Dave on the record for that because I've been hounding. Same. Hounding. We all us. have. Listen, I've been, been fielding questions from the New York Times, USA Today. Everyone wants to know the Daily Mirror called me. They're, you know, a tabloid, Dave, and you were really on the in the, the UK. In the UK. Yeah, yeah. The worst tabloid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, joining us this week, we have a veteran guest who you might remember from our 10 Things I Hate About You episode, Bobby Clausen. Coming back. What up, Bob? Hey, 
great to be back. Yeah, better this time than last time. Last time yeah. you, you fumbled your way through. I'm not giving you the intro music again this time. You blew it last time. Oh, no. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All over it this time. <laughs> All right. Dave, uh, what movie are we talking about this week and where can we stream it? Uh, we're going to talk about from 1999, a true classic in teen cinema from mm-hmm. our era, uh, American Pie. Um, right now, you can stream it on HBO Go or HBO Max if you have your own login or if you're stealing from somebody like so many of us do. Um, Amazon, iTunes, all the regular places, you can, you can get it from there. Uh, quick synopsis, the one from uh, Rotten Tomatoes was very short, even shorter than, than this one and didn't make any sense. So this one's just from Google. Five words. It's, it was very short. Um, in a bid to end their misfortune with women, Four friends, Jim, Oz, Finch, and Kevin, try every trick in the book to ensure that they lose their virginity before prom night. But that's not even true. They try to do it on prom, but, but whatever. And I should also point out, Kevin doesn't really have misfortune with women. We're going yeah, to get to that later, but like, he's Nor does Oz. fucking fortunate. Yeah, right? Oz, Oz is, I, well, we'll talk about, but uh, yeah, yeah like we'll, that, we'll get to Oz. But honestly, like it's a, that's a, you know, you're intrigued. Like that is probably one of like yes. the uh, we're wetting your appetite. Get ready. It's, it's you like what you hear. Bush. Here we go. You know, like unlike other ones where it's like here is where it begins. Uh, this is where it goes. This is how it ends. Don't watch it. Here's the director. This is the studio <laughs> yeah. that made you recall them from such films as yeah. They they dig in way too deep sometimes here. Uh, Megan, if you could give us a rundown of who's in this movie. <clears throat> I've been practicing. <laughs> I'm so excited. Not, not too much though. Like I need, I need. To there's one. Us. There's one that I'm thinking about. We'll see what happens when we get to uh, it. <laughs> okay. Well, Jason Biggs plays our main character, Jim. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is Stifler's mom. Oh wow! Shannon Elizabeth <laughs> is Nadia. Alyssa Hannigan is Michelle. Nope, nope. that's Allison Hannigan. How did that happen? <laughs> this is. This is this is Tina Fey all over again. Allison Hannigan. I don't know. My eyes hurt. There is a Y in the Allison. It's tricky. There is a Y. It's a weird spelling. Yeah. Um, Chris Klein plays Oz. Uh, Eugene Levy plays Jim's dad. Uh, lovely Eugene Levy. Forgot mm-hmm. he's in this movie for a second. Oh. Um, I know. Oh, I actually I did not. don't. Sorry, I'm, I'm derailing, but I actually don't know that I've seen this entirely through. Oh, wow. Yeah. Put a pin in that. We Put a pin in that. Natasha Leone plays Jessica. Uh, Chris Owen plays the Shermanator. Mm-hmm. Tara Reed plays Vicky. Sean William Scott plays Steve Stifler, or Stifler as we all know him. Mina Suvari plays Heather. Bravo. Very good. Very good, Megan. Yeah. I know. And I think that's all the main ones. And well, you're yeah. skipping uh, Eddie, Eddie K. Thomas is Finch. Oh, and Finch. The rookie of the year, Thomas Henry? Nichols. Oh. Kevin. So yeah. not Henry Rowan Gardner. Ruta I was going to call him Henry. Oh, his, his picture was really small, so I couldn't. No, yeah, I'm looking at it as well. But that is Tom- the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thomas Ian Nichols plays Funky Kevin. butt loving himself. Yeah, yes. big deal. He could yeah. pitch for the Cubs. Uh, uh, I was <laughs> back then, yeah. John what? Cho is also yeah. in this movie. 
in a small John Cho is in, he's in like two different roles. He's the MILF guy and also he's in the jazz band, the jazz I player. I think he's the same guy, but. Well, same yeah, guy, but, but same he's guy. doing double duty. He's, he's an extra and he has a speaking role. Yes. So I should have put that. Was he paid twice um, then? He might not have been paid at all. Probably just got also, scale. Just got scale. Yeah. I thought in is. my mind, in my memories, Cal Penn was the other MILF guy. So I'm sad that it wasn't also <laughs> Cal. I, I swore it was Cal Penn too. Like I thought this was their origin story. So that's a, a bit of a bummer for me. Oh um, goodness. That would have been Real amazing. Quick. Let's, let's make agree? that. Let's just start that as a rumor. Cal Penn was totally in this. This is the origin <laughs> of Marco to White Castle. We will reference it in every episode moving forward. Remember that time Cal Penn and John Cho stared at Jennifer Coolidge? Oh, um, sorry. Sorry, one more. Christina Milian was in the. Oh, yeah. Christina Milian was in this. Yeah. Which I did not remember seeing, but turns out. Was she in the prom band? Was she She in the band? band? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I thought I recognized her. I I, I didn't know from what, though. Wait, she was in the prom band? I literally watched that two hours ago and do not remember. You wouldn't recognize her. It was, I mean, this was like years before she really broke, too. Yeah, and that prom band was dressed pretty interestingly. I was very was, distracted by the turban on the <laughs> The gold lame turban. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, let's, let's quick go around the horn and uh, give some memories of our interactions with this film before the podcast. Uh, Dave, what are your memories of watching this before? Didn't see in the theater. I think my dad bought the DVD. Uh, <laughs> Your dad bought it. <laughs> uh, he's he has weird taste in movies. He finds things funny that I'm like, oh, dad, you you like that? Like he loves Euro Trip. One of his favorite movies is Euro. Oh, I think he just has on. he just has good taste in boobs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, and I watched it, and uh, I remember thinking it was uh, very very funny at the time, and still think it's mm, it's got some funny moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, Megan, as we said, you didn't, uh, you perhaps never saw this the whole way through. What was your experience with this movie before the podcast? Um, I mean, it's one of those movies where you've definitely seen like parts of it at, you know, a, a party or like, there's, it's always on somehow. Um, and so I definitely had seen parts of it. And I'm going to say, I'm going to take a moment and confess that I still have not seen it all the way through because I didn't have time to finish what? watching it. <laughs> oh my God, Megan, do your homework. <laughs> I, it, this was a tough week, guys. I don't know if you can see the bags under my eyes, but um, didn't get a lot of sleep. So tried to cram this in right before the, the pod. Almost made it, but. I, I will appreciate it if you just, I'd appreciate if you can make up things along the way. Just, yeah. just make them up. A dragon shows up. Yeah. There's a Super Dave Osborne rolls through at one point in time. So yeah, just then the Millennium Falcon flying in and scoops them all right away in space. All right, Dana. How about you? What are your memories of watching this before the pod? Um, so I think I might have been one of the only people on the pod who was like could pass for buying this ticket since it was an R-rated <laughs> movie, and I do have the ticket stuff to prove it. I saw this in the theaters. Nice. Um, yeah, American Pie one, and I also have uh, the ticket stuff for American Pie two. Oh yeah, um, yeah. American so, Wedding like, as well, or just those two? Uh, I think at that point, once I wasn't in high school anymore, like I think I stopped collecting my ticket stubs. Um, but yeah, funny. I think I I know I've seen American Wedding, and it probably was in the theaters as well. Oh, um, so I remember Christ. like being like, I guess I'm like just 
a couple years younger than the guys in this film. So I think this is like as, you know, might have been finishing up my sophomore year. So you're like, oh, that's what's going to happen in two years. And then like when American <laughs> Pie 2, it's like, oh, that's what happens in college. So it like set this whole scene for a lot of us. So yeah, yeah I definitely foundational remember. Film. Yeah, like remember watching it, thinking it was hilarious. We'll see if that still holds today. <laughs> we will find out very shortly. Um, <laughs> so for me, I think this is the first movie I ever snuck into. Um, I was thinking back about, you know, when this came out and kind of that time for me. Um, the movie came out on July 9th of 99, which was the summer before our freshman year. So I would have been in football camp that summer. I don't think I spent any time with any guys uh, outside of like Bobby and maybe Tony who weren't on the team back then. So I probably snuck in with Eric Bramwell and uh, spreadsheet alum Steve Vanderbaum. I, I would feel like he was probably there for that as well. Um, I also did some more Dave-style research and looked up what else was playing at the time to see what we probably bought tickets for. Um, I'm pretty sure we bought tickets for Austin Powers, uh, the first Austin Powers, and then snuck in to see this. Um, Wait, that's believable, whoa. at least. Whoa, hmm? I'm going to uh, flag on the play. Um, okay. The Austin Power, the original Austin Powers came out 97. in 1997, and I was in eighth grade. So you Would this have been not. the second one, maybe? Yes. Yeah. There was an Austin Powers that came out two months before this. Um, yeah, Heather, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Heather Graham. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. It wasn't the Beyonce one. It wasn't. I was driving when that one came out. Yeah. So, that might work, so yeah. but not the original because I have the a ticket stuff shagged. for that. I have a yeah, ticket stuff ticket for the original. Stuff. Yeah. Not, not International Man of Mystery, the spy who shagged me. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty Continue. sure we bought tickets Please for that. Proceed. Right. But I remember I have a very like vivid memory of sitting in the theater during the opening scene and feeling like, all right, this is it. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a grown ass man now. I'm watching a, a, a raunchy, filthy movie that I snuck into. I broke the law today. Like this was a, a very big moment in, in my youth. Um, Bobby, I feel like you have perhaps the best story of watching this the first time. You want to break it down for us quick? Yeah. Um, so this came out, like we said, in 1999. Um, we were in eighth grade going into freshman year. A couple weeks before this with the aforementioned Steve Vanderbond, I was caught sneaking into an R-rated movie. In what hindsight, was that one, you know? it, it go. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. And, you wasted that. <laughs> well, and you know, my, my parents were, you know, they were not Megan's parents by any stretch. They weren't super no. strict, but like their, their main point was like, Hey, you like, we get that you can't see these movies, but you can talk to us about this. So my mother in her smart wisdomous ways was like, look, if there's anything you want to see, just let us know and you can go see it. It's not a big deal. Um, so I saw this movie in the theater with my mother, mm. which <laughs> if you could rank all time awkward movies to see with no. your mother, this has got to be number one. Um, and of course, this is a tasty, tasty little nugget. So um, my mother comes over regularly uh, to help watch my son. She was over today and I promised Brian that I would ask her about this and see what her memories were. <laughs> But when the time came, I just felt still a little uncomfortable saying, hey, mom, remember the time we watched that actress pretend to masturbate 
on the movie screen together. So I did not ask her what her memory was, but I definitely have a lot of thoughts on what mine were, but absolutely saw this in the theater with my mother. She was howling with laughter. I will... I, I I will get to her favorite moments as we approach them, That's but good. just dying. And in hindsight, clearly it was affiliated with my son is going to remember this for the rest of his life. And she was correct. Mm-hmm. We should set the stage. Your mom is the best among uh, well the best, but also among the most Catholic people I've ever met in my life. I remember Relatively there was a time conservative. Your yep, conservative. Your, your mom is. Your mom is named Anne. We were at your house one time and she's like, Bobby, you know what today is? And you're like, Tuesday? Bobby, it's St. Anne's Day, Bob. And you were like, okay, should I make you a feast? Like, what do I what do I do about this? So yeah, your mom is a very religious Catholic woman. She is teeny tiny. Very um, small. Weighs I as saw, much as a carton of eggs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, not not the extra large ones. No. My, I, my corollary to that is I saw um, Half Baked with my mom in the theater. And I think I was like 12 when that happened. So, really? Brian does was, not even hold a candle to literally watching an actress masturbate. That's true. Mother. And I will say there was no laughter <laughs> during Half Baked. My mom no sat laugh. there horrified. Yeah. I sat there. I couldn't laugh at anything. That was a, that was a rough time. Um, yeah. But now that we've, we've kind of touched on our, our origin stories here with it, Dave, uh, as an adult, seeing this again, did this make the grade for you? Or should they have held this back? It was it was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Still got a few. I, <laughs> I, 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 I still got a few laughs. I, I, I did, and yeah, those uh, those parts that I remember from when I was younger and being very excited to see them, they were still pretty good. So okay. I'll give it a B, maybe a B plus. Okay, not so bad. Uh, Megan, from the three and a half minutes that you watched, um, did this make the grade for you or should they have held it back? I watched more than three and a half minutes. (laughs) Five minutes. (laughs) I can give you the timestamp. You know, I'm going to have to go like a C. Okay. Mm -hmm. Minus. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, it's one of those that it's always going to be like a classic in terms of our growing up time frame because it was there was nothing else like this it would like push the boundaries on all levels yeah um so I, I appreciate that but like you know when it gets down to it it's just kind of like a lot of other teen movies um so I don't know that's that's just my my perspective all right Dana how about you make the grade or hold this back that's like that's like a tough like uh, my course is a pass-fail, so like, as long as you do the work. <laughs> uh, I like it. <laughs> if you show up, you pass. If you show up. Because um, this was tough, because I definitely remember like being scandalized by this film as like a teen. And then I went back and watched it, and I was like, oh, it's a lot sweeter than I remember. Um, I don't, I didn't laugh a ton while I watched it. I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's funny. Um, which is like, no one ever wants to hear that's funny instead of an actual <laughs> laugh. Um, <laughs> So like it was, yeah, I guess as Dave said, it was fine. Like it was, you know, you're passing, you're moving along. I'm not creating, giving you anything above that, but it was definitely like, I don't know if, I think things have gotten so much crazier, but yeah, it was fun. It was cute. It was sweet. It seems so quaint. Yeah. 
now once you get yeah, past um, certain aspects which we'll discuss it was just very sweet yeah bobby what are your thoughts uh, make the greater hold this back same with dana um i didn't laugh as much as i remember laughing at the time but i think that's because you know i've seen this you know half a dozen times or whatever but it, it was kind of a little more sweet than i <laughs> remember it being especially for a movie about a bunch of horny teen boys which is not you know <laughs> <laughs> ripe for being sweet but yeah, yeah i definitely enjoyed it definitely uh it, it it has earned its place like like megan's it's definitely for our generation i think it's earned its spot and see i, I am going to be right alongside you and dana um i've mentioned many times on this podcast that the teen sex romp is like my favorite kind of teen movie uh and this is like i mean right down the middle teen sex romp but it took itself more seriously than I remembered. Uh, when Dave said that he wanted to do this movie, I was like, oh God, this is going to be like fucking disgusting. There's a movie that we watched, um, it, what we call the lost episodes before Dana joined. We deleted a bunch of episodes that we recorded because they weren't <laughs> as good without her. We watched a movie that is yeah. going to come up. We're going to watch it again at some point. Um, I'm going to hate it again then. There's a guy in that movie who's in this movie as well. So I'm not, Wait, I'm not kidding. Uh, so it's called The Hundred Girls. We're, we're really going to do that again. Oh, we're, do that. we're doing it again. I we're will doing not. It again. I, don't, I don't know when. Listen, the podcast might run for 20 years. We're going to run out eventually. <sighs> but um, one, of the, one of the guys from the, uh, the internet scene watching Nadia Strip is like the second lead in that movie. Um, and I thought this was going to be like that. In my memories, this movie is just like gross and foul from start to finish. Because again, I watched it thinking it was like whatever the film equivalent of a bar mitzvah for a little black kid is. Um, this wasn't that. It, it wasn't. Yeah, I became a man that day. Okay. Um, oh, my God. It, oh. It so at least you didn't do it in front of your mother. There you go. <laughs> no, I did not. I didn't read the Torah either. Um, it's, it's, it was a lot sweeter than I thought. Um, the guys were less, less gross and like less confident than I remembered. I mean, it mostly focuses on like three and a half complete losers for these guys. So it wasn't like we have a guy who's out there like slinging dick, you know, to and fro all the live long day. Um, oh, yeah, they're not doing that. Definitely no. not doing So yeah. it, it, it made the grade for me, but it's like a C. Um, it's fine. It's not as funny as I remember it. It's also not like as scandalous or daring as I remembered. And I think looking back, um, it doesn't really deserve the super iconic status that it has for our generation. Um, I no, think I it disagree. Mostly, well, I think it mostly has that because it existed in like a vacuum. There was nothing else like it before or for like a while after. So like it on that basis, yes. But like as a film, it's not great. <laughs> like it's not, <laughs> it's, a lot of it's not that good. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so before we get into the recap and kind of go over some of the segments here, does anybody have any fun facts about this movie? I was able to dig up a few things that I thought were interesting. Uh, obviously, you got Eugene Levy plays Jim's dad. It's an iconic mm -hmm. role. He, he played it like 8,000 more times in those band camp sequels and all that. Jesus. Originally, they, they considered Bill Murray. 
No. Really? No. And, and the first I, I love Bill Murray, but no. Now, Jim Jim's dad is a like a curmudgeon who's kind of pissed off and withdrawn from his son. He he I don't think he'd ever be able to do it justice. And then when they got Eugene Levy to play the part, he said, I don't like the lines you wrote, so I'm just gonna make them up. So pretty much <laughs> yeah. everything he said that ended up in the movie, he made it up. Great. I will and, I will confirm that. I heard him on a podcast this week. Oh man. We can link it on Twitter um, where he talks about like they brought in the skip originally and he was like, this is just too gross and like too raunchy. And like they took that back and made it sweeter. I guess they didn't give him better lines, but they at least like made it acceptable because originally Eugene was like, no, I'm not doing this. This was definitely Eugene Levy as himself. Like he (laughs) plays like delightfully befuddled better than probably anybody. And so I'm just trying to think about Bill Murray in this role. Like, no, because it's Eugene Levy playing Eugene Levy. Like, this is, he's perfect in this role. I'd like to think that Bill Murray could have pulled it off, but he, he Eugene Levy, actor. Eugene Levy was the perfect cast. Yeah. yeah. He's playing Johnny Rose. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I a role he was say, willing to play. It's exactly like <laughs> Creek, like his he's, same character. He's way better as Johnny Rose. He's. Yeah. I don't. I mean, he's. I he has more to do with Johnny Rose. Yeah, it's like in the next level. Like this is like you know, testing yeah. the water. We're seeing this is this is the the scaffolding upon which the mansion of Johnny Rose was built. Exactly. He's like nerdy in this. Like Johnny Rose is like, he's got it. He's, he's like, cool. He's cool. He's, cool. And he's got like an older man, je ne sais quoi. And this one, I'm like, get this nerdy guy off the screen. No, I'm just kidding. That's him. true. It's 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 more. He's he's playing Johnny Rose, playing Bob from the. Uh, the mechanic shop yeah. in Shit's Creek. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the two of those guys, I would have liked to see him run like that in this movie. Um, yeah. So, uh, we're ready to get into the recap here. Dave, uh, where do you want to start? Let's try something different. What's your problem? <laughs> wow. Let's I just think get right we to have it. to, because this movie is super problematic and there's a lot of stuff here. And, uh, yeah, Dave, what uh, what strikes your fancy the most here is a problematic thing to talk about right off the bat. Uh, well, one of the big things that I thought of, um, well, there's Stifler, obviously, but that's that's an entire conversation. <laughs> a whole character. <laughs> everyone seems perfectly okay filming someone without their knowledge and everybody watching it over the internet. And it's just, not only is it fun, it's really cool. And they all talk about it as though, yeah, it's yeah, it's like a victimless crime, right? No, 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 no. It's your room, so you can do whatever you want in there. She's, yeah, just it's perfectly cool, and we'll totally all be really excited about it. And it just gets it's even worse only... when the, it gets even even worse when they explain that yeah, it got sent to everybody. I'm not pretty just, sure it's a crime. Uh, yes, well, we have passed just, laws now. Yeah, I think now they definitely have, but not uh, then, because because after that, nothing happens to him. Um, Nothing happens to any of them. Nothing. Other than Nadia gets well, sent back. Nadia gets deported. She literally <laughs> gets deported for wanting to fuck. That doesn't... Not even that. No. Like, what? She gets deported for wanting to masturbate in private. Right. Deported. <laughs> Straight well, up deported. Okay. She's not deported. It's her whole family. got sent family. back to the Czech Republic. Her host, her host family sends her back. It's not like the United States government came in. That's true. I That's true. Okay. That You're right. That is a distinction. That That's is, a distinction. It's her host family. Uh, you're like, right. Get her out. Good a call. very important distinction for some people who may have not watched the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
this is gonna be so much fun. No, it's, there was a big line when they're all sitting in the library, and so I think Stifler comes up. He's like, "Man, if you don't have the guts to photograph a naked chick in your house, how the hell are you ever gonna sleep with one?" I'm like, yeah, "Okay, that math, that math does not add up." No, that's and, and, that's seventeen to eight. That's seventeen to eighteen year old logic at its finest. We're like, this makes sense to me. It totally the does. Way that it's the way that it's presented is very much uh, not even just like, oh, you can do this. It's like, no, this is your obligation. Yes. Like, you, you are supposed to do this. <laughs> if you don't do it, you're letting all of us down. Mm -hmm. It's it's mm -hmm. like that uh, that scene in um, Girl Next Door, which has another couple of comparisons I'm going to bring up later on, where yeah. his dopey friend is like, you have to do this for me. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is this is messed up. Um I also, I, I personally had a problem with the whole way that Jim treats Michelle. Um, their interaction is real problematic. He shows her no kindness ever. Uh, well, she's a nerd. She's a, she's a bad Nerds kid. need oh, kindness. I'm sorry. Jim is also a nerd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim, he's a little higher on the pecking order, obviously. He's friends uh, with Oz and Stifler. Um, one of my one of my problem elem, problematic elements of this movie is that band kids are not that lame. Having been a member of the marching band and the steel band and the pep band, we are pretty cool. We didn't play our instruments backwards, and some of the horniness is absolutely one hundred percent accurate. So, get off her. If we're, if we're going to make like a hierarchy of the women in this movie, Michelle is the second coolest behind Natasha Leone's character. Like, I think she's also Michelle. the most successful. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, well, well, Alice and Hannigan, the yeah, actress. Correct, correct, correct. Like... I'm a little bit torn between her and uh, Natasha Leone because Alice and Hannigan's kind of, her star has faded and Natasha Leone is in um, Russian Doll on Netflix now. But, so yeah, they're, but they're, they're different. Had the... We'll give it a she had Buffy. She had she Buffy had, and How I, uh, How I Met Your Mother. How yeah. I Met Your Mother was huge. And all of these movies. But to come back to the band geek thing, apparently we needed Bobby last week during the Drumline episode. Um, yeah. But I will 100%. Attest, my boyfriend feels like the same way. He was like a marching band kid. And he was like, no, it was cool because we were really good. And I was like, you can keep telling yourself that, but <laughs> I do not. Dude, if you it. have not... If you have not picked up a girl with a plume in your hat, you have not really picked up a girl in my opinion. I mean, you know I haven't. Yeah, I, I have one whatever or something like that. Are you still, um, no, you're married. I was going to say, are you still trying to pick up girls with plumes? <laughs> Don't worry no, about how I met my wife. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I, I also, uh, to, to steer us back away from Bobby's wife, Miss Elizabeth, I, I have an issue uh, with Kevin's attitude about sex in general. Mm. Um, so, first of all, having been a high school boy, if I was getting blowjobs around the clock, no one could tell me nothing. You can't tell me shit. Or I'm sorry, you have to, you have to ask your buddy Oz what a blowjob feels like. I can get one whenever I want from Tara Reid. You can't shame me about this. But on top of that, he's, he has a lot of internal shame about not having sex with her. And it, it comes off very much um, later on in the movie, like he's basically like, are you guys wimping out for not having sex? It's as though he thinks the only reason his friends aren't having sex is because they don't want to. Like, I, I'm I sorry, no one is willing one, to with us. 
I think there's only one conclusion to draw here, and that is that Tara Reed's character just gives unacceptable blowjobs. Uh, a lot of people. Probably. That was got to be. Or... <laughs> I mean, I mean, frankly, listen. Not to be gross, one tooth is too many, and <laughs> I. I can recall my high school time. Like, yeah, it's probably bad because it was bad in high school. Like, it's it's supposed to be bad in high school. I think that's <laughs> yeah. if you're great at it in high school. Like, I don't something happened. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to work practice. into it, right? You got to work into that. I also, on the note of the uh, blow jobbery, I think another oh. problem problematic element with this movie is the cum shaming. I mean, they say cum <laughs> tastes bad. They say cum makes you vomit. She makes him ejaculate into an, you know, an outside yeah, apparatus. That was, I, that was embarrassing. The, yeah, the cum shaming this movie is, it's just unacceptable. And men in 2020, you know, we have so many struggles that we have to overcome. Okay, uh, Bob. Overcome. Uh, I think oh, the cum oh. shaming is a little, a little over the top in this film. I don't Listen. think it makes you vomit. I just think he oh. didn't want to drink cum. <laughs> Come mixed with beer. I, 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 I would. I would say some some people's cum makes you want to vomit. I buy that. Gag I don't reflux. listen. I, I have to imagine there's a range of flavors and varieties this can come in. Come in. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think the, the cum shaming in general didn't bother me so much. Um, I was. I was very embarrassed for Kevin having to like find a vessel nearby to blow his sad 17 year old load into. But again, you're 17 and your girlfriend is S-ing your D at a party. Like you're doing fine. Wait, but that's what? also very realistic. Uh, we had a friend who's, we had a friend whose girlfriend made him ejaculate into a cup of tea. So we would regularly oh. ask her, oh, do, would you like a cup of tea? This is nice as a cup of tea. Cup of tea jokes reign supreme. So I did find this very relatable. And that name I will put in the chat. Um, but wait, why do you feel bad for him? Like that he has to like ejaculate into a cup. Like I'm... It's, 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 it's not, I feel like... It's not so much that it has to go somewhere other than like in or on her. It's... Um, it's it's sad to me at that age that when you're in that moment, you also have to have the wherewithal of like what is nearby within arm's reach. Like I can't I can't focus on the fun time that I'm having because these three and a half seconds that I'm gonna last because I'm 17, I have to be looking around for an ashtray <laughs> or some kind of a trash can if there is a novelty beer mug. Like you, you're—he's not in the moment, and that's—I felt bad for him about that. Okay. okay, I had a different take. I thought she spit into the cup. No. Oh no 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 no! no. He had to like she lean over no, and no, like no. point his dick into no, no. it, which it's just—it's just, a, a sad visual. <laughs> like it's a, it's a sad visual. <laughs> yeah, she she basically like got up and ran away when it happened, which. And again, we're not here to pass judgment. There are plenty of ways to end that experience that are more sure. positive than self-servicing into a cup. We just, there's a better option. Worth exploring. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, I think we've, we've effectively rounded the basis here on problematic elements. A lot more will come up, I am sure. 
Yeah. Uh, I did see those interview that Shannon Elizabeth gave a few months ago where she was like, I would not make that movie now and I would have like rejected the offer to appear in it and stuff, which like, I get it. I mean, yeah. I have no, I have no was, that, that, that people now have to be like, yep, it's as though that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it Having is. Said, right. Having said that, Shannon Elizabeth is a pretty big philanthropist now, correct? Probably, I, I bet. Okay. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. I, and she hasn't really been in a movie since this one and Jay and Silent Bob, right? I don't think so. So I hate yeah. to say it, but movies like this have enabled her to make the world a better place. So maybe you just say yes okay. and well, jerk let's off not, in a cup. Let's not do that. Um, but <laughs> I will say, let's not. Um, but yeah, it was like gratuitous and like that was the only part where I had, yeah, I didn't write it down as a problematic thing. Like there was a part of my brain that was like, this doesn't feel right, but I couldn't say, but yeah, it was just very, um, it was very uncomfortable. I also could only like focus on how bad her tan was because it was, very uh tanning bed but yeah that was not that was not okay yeah the gratuitous Um, nature of her putting her on display it was a little gross yeah and and frankly i'm i'm sorry guys uh we didn't really talk about stifler who is perhaps the most problematic character we've encountered so far we have tweeter (laughs) tweeter and what cooper was that the guy from um from euro trip yeah. Stifler, yeah. I think, is worse than both of those two dudes. Okay, so uh, listeners off the air, we have our text thread. Like, why did I like Stifler? And I started watching this and I was prepared to hate him. And I was like, but you know what? Stifler is Stifler. Like, he's not trying. Oh my God. I was like, I still thought he was funny. I still thought he, he was he, funny. I, I, the, fir- the first line he says when he gets on camera, he calls Oz a fuckface. Like, the first line that we see him. As if it's a no, term of endearment. Face? Oh my God. Yeah, and I'm that? just like, well, nothing, nothing is wrong with that by itself. But then I'm just yeah. like, I, I hung out with this kid in high school. Like, we, we had kids that were like this. I don't know what the kid named Mike Punches. Like, oh, he yeah. was this guy. Oh, and it's just like, yeah. I'm just like, I don't... Man, I it took me so so back to like Steve Vanderbond was this guy too. You know, and- another thing like um, um, I don't know what you call it, but this movie and its sequel resulted in Sean William Scott getting his own production company. Um, that was oh. part of the deal he signed for. I think the second one, um, and he produced the rundown with the rock so which is by the way a great movie which we you guys should also do um it's not a team movie bob it doesn't fit in our parameters (laughs) that is not a team movie oh i guess fair but bottom line does the rock owe his career to american pie okay stop stop no he owes his career to scorpion king Uh, definitely wrestling yeah Um, it's vincent k mcmahon um but mm. on stifler i mean he I will just touch on his rampant homophobia because okay. it's a lot. Um, you know, he he calls Oz gay because Oz is singing and dancing in the locker room, which like, yeah, man, fucking weird, but I'm not gonna go, oh, you're gay because you're dancing in the locker room. And then there's a line that was edited. Um, I don't know if it was edited for all you guys. I watched this on Google Play. It, 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 I, yeah. I, re- I rewatched it to confirm and it was edited. Yeah, so he, he calls Oz the, the F word for a gay man, like yells it at him. Um, while he's in choir practice. If you watch it now, it's, it's edited to say cuck, which I don't even think was a word back then. <laughs> like, I that's watched, a relatively new term for somebody. It was not edited in my version. 
What'd you watch? I uh, we have a we have had a Fandango gift card sitting around since oh. Christmas, um, and they have an app. We All didn't right. realize we could use it on this app, so I used it to rent the movie. And yeah, they won. You heard it here first. Also on Fandango, people enjoy yeah, that. They, they dropped that f bomb. <laughs> yeah, um, on on Google they edited the hell out of that. On YouTube, it was the it was uploaded in 2011. So I wonder if they took it out. Mm, probably yeah. still on there. HBO Go and HBO Max. And by the way, Brian, yeah, cuckold, that's is, why cuckold is a concept from Shakespearean literature, well, listen, so it's listen. been around for a while. Okay, we're, we didn't listen. bring it back, though. We didn't bring it back. Yes. Wearing the horns of a cuckold is definitely a Shakespeare thing, but the term cuck, I think, is a 2016 and later thing. <laughs> cuckold, yes, but to call a guy like a, a beta male cuck seems like a very 2015, 2016 invention in our lexicon. Yeah. But maybe, okay, so that might be why I didn't find Stifler as offensive because I watched it on HBO. So maybe I'm missing Could out some of the uh, like beauty does. of what he says. I mean, <laughs> every gesture that he does is offensive, though. Yeah. Like, you don't even have he to listen to Guys, I was a big fan of frat boys in college. So maybe that's, I just can't move past it. He, he did try to coerce an unwilling girl into having sex with him. <laughs> that didn't just... happen. The facial expressions he makes and his utter confusion when the other guys talk about like actually liking girls. He's just so perplexed. Yeah. He is very charming. By this. He does not understand what they're talking about. I think that role got a little bit bigger than it was originally meant to be because Sean William Scott was paid $8,000 to be in this movie. What? Because it was his first feature. Okay. Well, all right. Wow. Eight grand. Holy uh -huh. shit. Good for him. He has, yeah. I think he has more screen time than Finch. And I think Finch probably got probably. Like a real payday. But yeah, eight grand. He probably does. Well, he wow. made up for it and helped The Rock. Sure. Oh, shit. Okay. That's a fun fact, Dana. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't. I just wrote it down and then forgot to put it in. That's so, incredible. Uh, that is fantastic. Um, Dave, to get us back on track here, what do you want to talk about next? I, I gotta talk about the intro scene because it's every man's nightmare. Probably every woman's nightmare too. I'm just not sure. I just know it was always my fear. I'm like, did I lock the door? Did I? No. Man. If it's a movie, I'll definitely forget. And uh, sitting there watching uh, the squiggly, the squiggly porn. Yeah. <laughs> where you can yeah. most of the time only hear the audio, but every so often you occasionally get a clear view. Of you can get one boob here or there. Like half a boob. Um, <laughs> And you hear these two porn actors talking, and eventually the guy's voice overtakes the oh woman's god. voice, and it's just like, "Oh yeah, oh my god!" I'm like this is, this is fantastic. And of course, I your also... parents walk in because they just want to talk. They, they, they just want to talk to you. But go ahead, Bab. I also really enjoyed that Jim specifically asked the guy to shut up. Yeah, um, which is pretty <laughs> funny. I've never yelled aloud an instruction to another male while masturbating, but well, I liked it. There's something incredibly humiliating in watching him like talk shit to the TV, like <laughs> while he's doing it. Like that's listen. I mean, that's that's embarrassing that you're that you're trying to put yourself into this scene in that way. Uh, and also, this fool didn't even like bother to turn off the TV or mute it or anything when his parents yes. came in. Like I can recall being that age. Um, first of all, it was always on mute. I'm not not risking the volume being turned on here at all. And then you watch with like your finger on the power button of the TV or on the remote at least. The fact that he was just like, they're in my room now. I'm just gonna not do anything about this. 
Right. The remote was broken. I did. The remote was broken. That's why you couldn't do it. It, it was better have your hand on the cord to unplug it. Yeah, don't don't care. I would have. I think he yeah. was just fumbling. It was not broken. It was just like he was so. I'm like the second your mom walks in, like turn the sound off too. Get, get, get the dogs like, like, on the right and turn off the TV manually. Anything, something, uh, knock it down off of the, the hutch. Break like, the TV. Yeah. Yes, I'm just gonna ride it out. There's gonna be in here delivering laundry or whatever. I'm just going to oh, act Mom, like a, I'm fine with it. It's a nature it's, film. Yeah, it's a nature show. Okay, good luck with that. Yeah. It, I mean, and again, me. you know, having seen this with my mother, definitely not her biggest pop of the night, but mm, oh God, like the really? opening scene, it was established right away. Like I am staring straight ahead through this entire movie, but Man. I could just, I could. I could see her just loving every second of it because she's like, ah, I'm living this ass. now. <laughs> yeah, right. And the sock when they pick up the pillow. Oh, God, <laughs> it's so fucking embarrassing. It's just sitting there and, and they just look at it like, oh my God, is he watching illegal channels? I'm like, eh, okay. I think there's some illegal it's, channels here. Uh, Why is porn been illegal? No, well, you just, can't steal it. No, to you watch can't. the squiggles is free if you want it unsquiggled. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Uh, his mom's kind of like, oh, so some illegal channels, and, and his dad's kind of understanding, like, oh, I I did this too, but also let's try to ignore what's going on over here and try and make this remote work. Let's let's figure this oh out, and and kind of covers for him. So we, we we get a preview of all that, and then they're at school. You meet everybody. You meet Oz and Jim and. Fitch, Karen and Vicky are having a conversation in the car. She's like, I totally didn't get in. But she had that same problem that all of us had with college. Like, well, I, I got a big envelope, which means hopefully I got 5, in. 5,000 pages. It's 5,000 pages of them to tell me that I didn't get in and I'm the worst. Um, <sighs> I definitely said that a couple times, but it, it's, it's never the case. If you, if you get a big envelope, big, thick envelope, it's got all the info in it. You definitely got in. And... Um, Vicky says, I love you. And Kevin's like, uh. He says, okay. okay. It's okay multiple times. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, and she's so good. far out of his league. If that girl's telling him, I love you, you better like, go get a ring. dude. Yeah, lock like, it up. You've outkicked your coverage in a way that no high school boy does. Well, I also thought it was interesting, like the uh, dichotomy of their career arcs, right? Because this is Henry Rowan Gardner's end. I think we can all agree that he absolutely peaked when he was pitching for the Cubs. And this is him kind of, you know, going down. Whereas Tara Reid didn't really exist before this. When she was here, this was, yo, top of the tops. And then from here, she just plummeted. And just that kind of, you know, that opposite tract uh, was just interesting to me. That's all. Did she have movies, though? Like, I feel like she became more of a personality she was a pop actor. culture figure after this yeah. absolutely this is another not... uh lindsey lohan so we had another this, yeah van wilder, van wilder. Oh, she wasn't van wilder yeah that yeah, was like could, one of my favorites but you could argue that she was the not og lindsey lohan because there were plenty more but uh yeah, sure. yeah just no, it, in, the same exact mm, time Brooke they Shields. were both yeah, she was setting the course, but at least she was Yeah, she was right before. But like Brian yeah. said, like in this scene, you're like, oh my God, she's way out of his league. Yeah. Whereas 10 years before, he would have been way out of 
her league. He's pitching for the fucking Cubs. And then ten years, and then ten years after, of course, he would have been way out of her league again because she was a uh, what have you. She stood there for forty percent with her boob out and didn't realize it, and that was yeah, kind so. of the end of her whole career. That's, I mean, that that's a sad, a sad end of your career. That is, you know, Hank Aaron falling out of the batter's box, kind of sad stuff. Let's not hate on Hank Aaron. I'm just saying, it's the end of his career was sad. That's a bummer, man. And then you got Fitch, who's a 50-year-old, 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. Just, that's just, there are some people who are, who are like that, who are elderly before their time. Um, sitting there, reading a newspaper, eating, no, drinking uh, his coffee. No, wait, it's a mochaccino. You have to really, of because co- I think coffee during this time just started to get fancy, right? Around the, the late so. 90s. Well, this is something we brought up in the 10 Things I Hate About You episode. Like, these mm-hmm. coffee kids. Uh-huh. Well, they, Fancy coffee kid. They did not yeah, exist in high school. <laughs> that, that, that was Seattle. That, that, that's where that fancy coffee That made more sense than this. So I kind of understood mm-hmm. it. In Michigan, though. Michigan. And, and he's, he's making a big deal about a mochaccino. I mean, come on. Yeah. And, uh, and he can't uh, shit at school. And coffee right. is a natural diuretic. So. Yeah. so he has to ride the 16 minutes round trip to take a shit. Because he drinks so much, many mochaccinos. And you know, one uh, thing, one thing yeah. I really enjoyed, kind of in the introduction of all these characters, is unlike some other high school movies, most of these guys and girls look like they are in high school. Because they are. What, yeah, I don't They're know. They're all like the, nineteen or twenty. Okay, I don't know up. what the average um, age was, but it was. I think Shannon better. Elizabeth was twenty-six, but everybody mm-hmm. else was like actual, like just out of high school age. That's refreshing. She was like old. The girls old? are the girls are older. The guys are like the right age. I think oh, Mina okay. Subari was like nineteen. I think Mina oh, okay. Subari was young. I didn't look up Allison Hannigan. I didn't see. Um, old she was. Allison Hannigan is like also like born in the seventies. Tara Reid born okay. in the seventies. Okay. Like <laughs> okay. Then maybe it's the just guys, the guys. The guys yeah. did look very age appropriate and like legitimately young. I think even Chris Klein was like twenty. Yeah, we got to talk about Chris Klein's acting. It's bad. It's <laughs> so Styles, okay, all right. And they meet up at this, I don't know if it's a hot dog place or wherever they, they meet up before the party. And uh, Jim's got a question. He's like, because everyone else had you know been to third base, at least most of them. I don't think Fitch or anyone's like, what, is, uh, what does third base feel like? And uh, Chris Klein responds, like warm apple pie. That like, was would, like, yeah. The grossest would, hand gesture. Like, hand gesture. Does so that. I was what? confused. I was confused because he gives the two fingers, and I'm like, "Are we saying that fingering your girlfriend is third base? Third base? Like that's yeah. not what that is. Nah, Correct. That's, like that's third base, right. I thought was universally mouth stuff. So I that, also I was very yeah. confused on their definition of third base with that gesture. Yeah, I, and then and then Jim proceeds to finger the pie. Yeah. Later he wants on, to know I'm what like, it feels like. He I'm like, is that is this what third base is supposed to be in Michigan? Like, what but, is what is this weird um, base structure? Now, <laughs> uh, base baseball. I feel like now we like I'm intrigued to ask like, what are your bases now? <laughs> no, that's I mean, that was for, my note. That was my note to bring up. Like, yeah. I agree with Brian. Third base is universally mouth stuff, no, and a mouth feels very different than. What happened? First, first base is making out, right? And then, like, second base is ham stuff. Third yep. base is mouth stuff. And then home plate is full on boning. Uh-huh. That's what, my definition. What base are the boobs? Like, I thought that, That's, that, that counts as second base. For a base. Okay. Uh, ham stuff. Ham stuff. The uh, second stuff. base. 
All hand stuff. All oh. hand stuff, second base. All hand stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Over, oh. over the pants, no, thought, under the pants, doesn't matter. I thought, on, second, I thought second base was above the waist. No, yeah. Megan, this yeah. explains why running. you were not good at baseball. <laughs> I am very good at baseball. This explains why. <laughs> I did not do a lot in high school. <laughs> I thought there was like a wet component. Poor, poor like cowboy a... hat, huh? <laughs> poor cowboy hat. Oh, I thought there'd be like a, there's like a damp third is when we're like doing mouth things. Oh my God, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Damp third? Damn Are you, are you <laughs> Chipper Jones having the oh ground soak you? Let me write that down. Uh, there's a damp, damp third. third. Because third. I thought like, Third is when we're, we're getting to genitals and we're doing no, whatever with them. I oh, can't okay. wait to introduce my wife to Damp Third. <laughs> I'm so excited. Damp Thank third. you. Thank you, Dana. Thank oh you. Oh my God. You've Damp just enhanced third. my I'm sexual sorry, life. I thought like third is like anything genital related, whether it's mouth or hands. No, no. That's, that's what yeah. I thought too. So. No, no, no. If it's not no, no, mouth, no. you're stranded well, on second. So this is the thing where the guys and girls were operating on very different base structures. It turns yeah. out. We were playing softball uh, and they were playing baseball. <laughs> I, thought, I thought universally this was exciting. Maybe, I guess in that case, then a Michigan third is go ahead and put your fingers in that pie. Okay. Um, oh holy moly. All right. Get us back on track, please. Remember the pie, everybody. Remember the pie. It's going to come back. After all that, after all that, talking that that they did about that and jim's like oh apple pie it must really feel like that so maybe we'll talk maybe we'll get back into that later but uh so they go to stifler's party and stifler's you know being super awesome taking shots and walking around he smacks a girl on the ass who he doesn't know just walks around keeps keeps walking Uh, and and either like says like hey dude what's going on yeah greets people or insults them because there's no middle ground with that guy um and uh, Jim standing there is like, oh, Nadia's here. And I think she looked at me. So I'm going to go be, like, not awkward at all. And he walks no. over and just stands there. And this was faces. peak. Peak crooks in high school is Absolutely. walking up to a girl they have a crush on and just busting up laughing as trying to, like, get my way into the conversation. I was about this, to this ask. This was me, like, for sure. Like, Incredible. I've tried a lot of, you know, I was single until I was 30. Um, I've tried a lot of pretty interesting and lame pickup lines, but one thing I never tried that I did want to talk about, and Brian, thank you for admitting that you did, is just uh, walking up cackling like a moron. That's <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, Bob, it doesn't work. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I tried this many a time. Um, well, at least we, you we, talked, well, we mentioned uh, Crystal Violet in our last week episode. I tried this with her, I think, one time in eighth grade, where I had a crush on Crystal Violet at a party and like walked up and just busted up laughing. She was like, the fuck are you talking about? So yeah, it's not, a, it's not a good way to to get interest in a in a have a woman get interested in you at all. It does not work. It works exactly the way that the film shows it to work. Um in hindsight, you could have just asked me to connect you. Yeah, if I knew that you guys were like sitting together at lunch, I could have <laughs> I could have nudged you about that one. I, I had no idea. After that, it goes to Oz. He's at like the lookout point or whatever, whatever the makeout spot is. Uh, With his college his, girl. His college girl dates, and uh, he just starts some of these lines, man. I think this is a this is the perfect moment for a little segment called Potent Quotables because there's a lot that he says here that's really, yeah, really something. <laughs>
he leads off um, just saying the first one that really popped out to me was suck me beautiful mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and I said what the fuck are you doing Oz? Uh, I didn't even want to say it on the podcast I was thinking about censoring myself how that could is, you not it made me so uncomfortable to watch him say it in the movie to say it, it with just, such earnestness like oh it's shriveling my friends call me Nova as in Casanova oh my god yeah. Just thinking about the Suck Me Beautiful, like I literally like I've seen this movie. I saw it in the theater, seen it many times, and I was like, "What did he just say?" Like, I blown like, away, <laughs> like so, so nicely. She, suck she, she me so out, out the like, what, what the I was fuck? like, "What?" I misheard that, and then he said it again, and I was like, "Oh no!" Okay. I love that he said it again though, because he's like, "Nope, nope, this is what I'm going with. This yeah. is what we're going." I'm with. committed now. Yeah, and then even Stifler, when he gets back to the party afterwards, says it really loudly, and I, 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 I laughed when he did it. Look me, beautiful. See, it was, see, in my in my I'm mind, that was how Oz said it. Like I remember yeah. Stifler delivering it, but in my mind, that was Oz yelling it at her. But I'm like, that's so much worse. But yeah, I Stifler, I think his delivery was more confident on that yeah. line. There, there were a couple. There was a line that you probably would have missed at the party, the first party. Um, that uh, comes up. Uh, let me see where it is. Uh, oh yeah, uh, when uh, Kevin and Vicky are in bed, and he's trying to convince her that it's time to, you know, go all the way. You hear like a kind of a muffled two two two, two guys muffled talking in the background. I did, did not miss this thing? line. Yeah, oh, I did God. not miss this line. You smell like one, a yeti. One <laughs> one guy says, "Man, my farts fucking stink." <laughs> And the other guy says back to him, dude, you gotta take a shit. You smell like a Yeti. And oh my that's God. when yep. they realize it's probably not the best time to have sex. Oh, but yep. when, that was... I'm still pretty immature that way. That was still pretty funny. I, oh I thought that was enjoyable. I think that that first party had a couple of great moments. Um, uh, first of all, everything Sherman says is hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. I remember... Like, you know, as as a kid, I thought it was funny. Like, oh, you know, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, he doesn't actually bang. But in hindsight, I'm like, yo, this guy should totally be banging. All these <laughs> puns are hilarious. He's got to keep it going. But also, um, <laughs> when Stifler throws up at the party, like, we've all drank too much, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in our lives. Mm-hmm. Or regardless, Once just been sick, right? Uh, you bar from the toilet – do you ever put your head like in the bowl? All the way in it? No. All the way no. in it. It was such a great <laughs> image and made me so happy. And I, I just loved it. I, I know that I, I go out of the way not to do that. I stand up. I refuse it to was, get on my knees most of the time. You know, he's got short hair and it's almost like he was trying to get his hair wet. It was so yeah. deep. There's I a, think it's there's, like a movie making thing. Where like obviously, <laughs> but I just I thought it was very, very funny that they made that choice. There are two. This was a film. It's not a documentary. (laughs) There are uh, two Kevin lines that I think sum up why I said I don't like his uh, outlook on sex. Um, The first, and I'm going to give these sequentially. The first at the party, which I believe this was maybe 30 seconds after getting a blowjob, says, "Enough of this blowjob bullshit. I got to get laid already." I'm like, dude. 
what high school boy is I'm sick of blowjobs. Like it's not a thing that ever happens to a high school boy. Again, then, adds to my theory that Tara Reed's character gives the worst head imaginable. It's not good. I mean, we can. I think we can all agree on be. that. But then the next morning, he. This is like a triumphant moment for him. He jumps up on a chair, and he proclaims, "No longer will our penises remain flaccid and unused." And again, Kevin, you're using it. Like you're doing yeah. stuff with it. Like apparently on the regular. It's not it just, I feel like no, number one, no boy would ever deliver that line as a 17 year old. But I also feel like the writers were like, oh, this is gold. Like this scene of him and everyone's gonna love this. And watching it as a grown up, I'm just like, fucking gross, dude. Like, <laughs> you're fucking lame. <laughs> Anybody else? Um, I just like Stifler's line reading. Like, uh, I think it's, but like when he opens the front door or he sees Sherman and he's like, Sherman, what the fuck are you doing here? What are you doing here? It's just a great (laughs) delivery. Like, again, I think they're, I think both Stifler and Jessica were probably like very bland. Mm. Natasha Leone's yeah. character on the page and like they brought something to it but like I just I thought that was hilarious like I think that was like one of my chuckles where you're just like you wish you could say that to someone like that is a good one <laughs> and really not even not necessarily a quote but a very much like it's right after that in the same kind of the way that he sells this nails it when the band kids show up at the party and they want to get in and he's like what there's no yes. party here and then the kid hands him a beer and he's like, yeah, that's fucking weird, huh? <laughs> but it's just the way that he's trying to play this off as there's obviously a raging party five feet behind him. And he oh is God. very serious. Like, oh, there's no party here. You should try next door. Go on the street a little bit. Yeah, that is, that is the one line I wrote down. What party? There's no party. <laughs> there's, there's no party. How about you guys actually locate your dicks, remove the shrink wrap, and oh, fucking boy. use them? See you guys tonight. I'll look at the again, fucking section. Talking to his pal who's getting blowies on the reg. All the um, time. But another thing I liked uh, about, I mean, underrated about this scene was just the introduction of MILF. Yes. Like that yeah. did not exist in the lexicon until this. It's true. Um, and it lasted the test of time. Well, I'm sorry. What I can't remember the actor's name and I don't just want to call him Harry. John Cho. Yeah. John Cho. But when John, John Cho, Cho is with that other guy too and john cho starts making out with the portrait of stifler's mom that other guy clearly is just hanging out by himself and he's like i gotta do something (laughs) and the introduction of milf into the lexicon is just yeah i i guess i forgot this is where it started but this is absolutely where it started Mm -hmm. yeah this is this is the birth of a term that very much could be in our lexicon for 50 years from now. Like it's lasted 25 years and it's not going away. (laughs) So yeah, that, I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. I wrote in my notes, thanks, like question mark. Oh, thank you for that. Okay. Thank you for doing that to us. Fucking wild that this is, that of all the things this movie, that is the most enduring. And I guess if we include this party scene, are we going to talk? We're talking about Kevin's speech the morning after. Yes. This group of friends, like, it ends up, and especially at the end, it ends up being a little more endearing um, than you would think because initially it comes off as pretty gross. But really, with the wrong group of friends, this pact could go sideways in a felonious 
way, very quickly. Oh, yeah. Like, this is horrifying. If strippers in this pack, uh, some poor girl is the victim of a violent sexual assault. Back mm-hmm. 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 Roofie drugs sure. are involved. Oh, God, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Yes. I'm just, can we talk about, like, I'm very confused because they seem to be from various different cliques throughout the school. And, they, and the fact that they're all friends, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, so Kevin and Jim make sense. They're both just kind of average dudes. I could see them being friends with each other. Uh, given what we know about his character, Oz should be king shit of fuck mountain at this school. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's the best player on their, on their lacrosse team. He and football very, team. Yeah, very casual. He plays football, too. He's tall. He's handsome. He's super athletic. Um, and Fitch seems like he should be best friends with Sherman. They're or both, locked like, weird in kids. Sure, <laughs> put him in a trunk. But they're, like, weird kids who are kind of socially awkward. In my mind, this is a, like, we've been best friends since kindergarten thing. This is, like, a, you know, we met when we were really little kids at daycare or whatever. And we've been friends since we were two. Because there's no way these these guys would have come together organically as like 14-year-olds. That doesn't make any sense. That's true. I get that. So there's, they decided to make a pact the next morning. Waking up hungover just all over the house in weird places. And uh, they see Sherman leave. Uh, they see his date leave. And he's like, yep, yeah, I did it, guys. And uh, they say, we're going to lose our virginities on prom night. There seems to be only really one rule. It's got to be what they call valid consensual sex, meaning uh, no God, prostitutes. invalid sex? Yeah, no, a little too vague for me. A bit, a bit. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's still sex with a prostitute, but I guess it's not valid for the sake of the pact. And I'm just still a little uncomfortable about seeing Henry Rowan Gardner stand up on a chair and talk about sex. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, we, saw him, we, saw him com- we saw him coming to beer. Coming to beer. That's gross. That's gross. Awesome, awesome. It's, also, it's also strange to me. Okay, so we, we find out that they have three weeks to get this done. Yeah. And again, it just kind of posits a world in which like they're just not having sex because they haven't decided to yet. Like, well, we, we've gone the last four years and however many weeks not doing it. Now we have three weeks. Let's do it, guys. And I'm like, well, it's, you have a partner for this. Like, you have to convince some poor girl to also go along with this with you guys. Like, very strange the way that they kind of present the entire pact. I have a yes. question, though. Isn't, isn't this, like, sort of every guy's pact, in a sense? No. I've never had this pact. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. Megan. You, you didn't Megan. want to have sex before the end of... Megan, Megan, oh, we talked about I girls mean, a lot. We talked about getting with girls a lot. I can promise you, no one in our immediate circle ever talked about like actual fornication in this way. Because we were all A, uh-huh. terrified of getting a girl pregnant. B, aware Truth. that we would never be cool enough to get laid. Like it just, <laughs> it just well, didn't and, fucking matter. And like, the other part of this, the other part of this is like the, the, the idea that as a 17 year old boy, I had within my own self, the power to make this happen. Like, no, I am a a passerby of this situation. Like, it's not like, oh, I can just convince some girl. It's like, if you're lucky, you're a a victim. (laughs) (laughs) Sex happens, at this age, sex happens to you. 
it does. Correct. It's not something that you. It's not something that you can make happen unless right. you're Oz. Oz could have done this. Oz could have been like, all right, I'll just do it today. I guess. Yeah, like, at this age, sex is like a speeding ticket. Like, what I mean, did it happen to you unexpectedly, <laughs> and it costs you a lot. Yeah, oh, it's, no. and it for sure was not the kind of thing where it's like, well, we all have to do this by a certain time. It's like, yeah, that'd be awesome if we could. We'll see what happens. I guess, like, I, I'm not in control of this. <laughs> like, if it happens, great, but I don't. I have no say in the matter. Right. And then they all kind of set off on their own paths. Like, how are we going to meet girls that we can take to the prom? What are, what are we going to do here? I mean, Oz joins the jazz choir and you meet Heather at that point. Um, Three years before school with, ends. Yeah, I had problems with that. Like, <laughs> oh, you join right at the end of the semester? Fuck no. Yeah, he's just a Oz. great singer. Yeah. No, he's, Oz so, can't sing. He's, Oz he's cannot sing. He's not good at it. I, nope. They they had their competition at the end, and we see him practicing. I'm like, oh, this fucker can't sing. <laughs> like he's well, bad at well, singing. No, the person who was going to replace him was so horrendously bad. He yes, that that's also true. I'm like, okay, so it's going to make uh, Oz look even better when he actually back and. I didn't think tough. Heather was good. I mean, I was in choir no, for four years. None of them can sing. Yeah, it was that, okay. that was a question. I'm like, are they good singers? Like, am I just no. hearing it wrong? I did okay. enjoy their choices, though, and we can get more into that in mic check. No, they would even, not have state. Even, even better, it's like when Oz talks to Heather, his voice is like, yeah, like super oh. soft. Oh, All right, so Oz can't sing yeah. and Chris Klein can't act. I, yeah. no, I said before, his yeah. acting is Julia Stiles and Jace. His acting is Julia Stiles and Jace. He's terrible at it. He can't yeah. act. He, is, he has one speed, and it is... I'm just going to be really breathy. So, and that's how I convey that I'm serious. I don't think it's that he can't act. I just think he doesn't belong in a movie. Like if I was um, in, in person and like in a play, I think it'd be a lot better. Like that's sure. how I felt. I felt like I was watching a play being filmed every time. Um, as someone who watches, um, there's a show on Netflix called Sweet Magnolia. That's a little bit religiously tinged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's in it. He plays the philandering ex-husband of the wife of like a Yankee. I can't remember anybody's <laughs> name in it besides his. Yeah, the same thing. She's yeah, like, right? like a swisher or something. She's a redhead. She's married to like a swisher. Um, it's the he's doing the exact same thing. Yeah, it's just that breathy voice thing. And I'm just like, I'm gonna, like a I'm make a reference where everybody knows each other. And I'm just like, Whoa. Well, I feel like that's how he got cast like off a live performance somehow because I do Probably. feel like that acting uh, and I feel this way about Kenneth Branagh too. I feel like that acting plays up in person or in a small theater or like Could be. A, a play because a play is, you know, to really get sucked into a live performance um, that's not a musical is pretty tough and pretty challenging and I do feel like Chris Klein could do that. Um, so I don't want to say he's a bad actor. I just I think he's. I'll say it. He's a bad actor. We, say, we uh, will say shit like that here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, for for me, it was just like I felt like I was just watching a play. You know, Dave, my my thought process here is: uh, is he or is he not just doing Cal from Undergrads? Hey, best buddy guy, Nitz. Best, best it's just it's guy. very breathy. It's How very. Buddy guy. Yeah? But then it's just it's so bad. But no, but but then as soon as like someone like a third party comes up, like Stiffler's like Stiffler, fuck. Yeah. He just goes right, right back into it. So it's pan. Is that a pandering? Maybe I'm gonna pander to the audience. Absolutely. I'll, 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 I'll be soft. Again, I'll be... a testament to his 
acting ability. Shut up. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> Stop it right now. Uh, so it, she grows to like him a little bit and says, let's, let's, let's go to prom at a lacrosse game. And she starts walking away and looks back and they just see like some stiff or like fucking shit out of the air and yelling. And they, they hear this yelling like, oh yeah, choir, yeah, whatever. And uh, she doesn't like that very much. And eventually she changes her mind. Uh, he's able to be like tender and sweet. There was that scene in the sub shop and he's like really honest. And I guess she found that endearing and uh, they end up going to prom and all that stuff works out for him. But uh, Kevin uh, has to win Vicky back because uh, what he said. And she heard it. And she, she, was, she was pissed for a while. Tried getting her flowers. Didn't work. And then uh, he calls his brother. He's like, what do I do, man? Everything was so good. How do I, you know, return the favor? Casey uh, Affleck, the brother. Yeah. Casey Affleck. You know, did not realize. I was like, who is that? Known yeah, sexual harasser. Yep. Yep. Try, try, yep. the spicy, try the spicy tuna hand roll. How do I do that? <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, did about that well, line. Now, now that was funny. Laugh real hard. I, my beef here, well, yeah. my beef here is we've established that Vicky is providing oral on the regular. Why has he never reciprocated, like ever, not one time? I think he has. The impression is that he yeah. has, but he just has hasn't he? done it well. It's just He's not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's not good either, apparently. So I guess it makes sense. See, in my mind, yeah. it's like he didn't. He didn't even think about it until he got that book. Oh, I can also do this. Yeah. Okay, so I missed the mark on that. That's on me. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I think there's an assumption that, like, no, he's been trying to give her orgasm. She just didn't. Didn't he's have that. Not there he yet. Yeah. He's he just terrible. He's terrible. So he finds this book and kind of blows everything up. Uh, she just starts <laughs> screaming. Has to put like a pillow over her face. Why do this when your parents are away and alert downstairs? In a room with no lock. Second time. Real real quick, Dave. Real quick, Dave. I think you skipped over a pretty important scene. What? Wait, wait, wait. Before, I just have one thing to say about the book. I think I know the scene you're going to talk about. I will, maybe not, but I just want to say about the book. Again, it's supposed to go to one deserving like senior boy a year yeah. they wait to the last three weeks of the school year Get the fuck right. out of, like, nobody nobody know. thought to pass this down before that <laughs> no i even have some more diverse thoughts on the book but before oh. that and again um, i only i've only got this because i'm watching the movie as we go through <laughs> um but you gave you glossed over my mother's biggest pop um in oh. this movie which is when eugene levy gives him the porn uh where, i was gonna get into that did your mom have a stone cold pop for that my mother was howling, howling hey, during this scene when, hey. when when he said that's the clitoris, and my notes say my notes say P.S. I did not know what the clitoris was. I did not ask. <laughs> but during this scene, my mother just dying. Not not I, I I stand corrected. It wasn't her biggest pop because that is a little later. But like she was just. Oh dying during this scene and i just kept trying to stare <laughs> i am shocked by this i've known your dying. mom loved for it 25 years like this is loved blowing it, my mind she that was a good wow. uh, was and then one. you yeah you, know, you also just, skipped over yeah. real quick the the woman approaches kevin in the quad i guess because it's a high school and they have a quad and she's like hey is finch equipped 
Mm. Yeah, which is a which big is, old which swinging is, hog, apparently. I mean, I well, get it, but if you want to know if he has a big old swinging hog, ask that. If he's equipped, that just true. means, yo, does he have a penis? <laughs> Not that impressive. He does. Yeah. He definitely does. And they have a quad, which I just thought well, was a little I'll, unfair. All, yeah. all, all that Fitch asks the other guys to do is just confirm everything that you hear about me. Uh-huh. And it fucking works. Which is actually a really good play. Like, he had the in best hindsight, plan of all of them. Yeah, in hindsight, I should have been using that all throughout my 20s because I was out there lying on my own and no one would back me up. Yeah. It was awesome. No, Jim, yeah, Jim's, Jim's dad gives him a perfect 10, <laughs> a hustler, and a shaved magazine. Shaved Anybody magazine. Shaved no, no, no one shaved. Shaved magazine. That was a, that, that was a new one to me. And then he finds all of his condoms because for whatever reason during that montage, he needed four or five boxes of condoms. Kevin gave him five hundred condoms yeah. for some reason. Uh, Way too many. Okay, so, but since we're at the point where we're, Dave, to come bring it back to where you were about the sex bible, um, really, really enjoy this concept. Kind of frustrated at. Us, uh, Dave. I'm looking at you, Brian. I'm looking at you. Oh, like we should have had this, and we should have had this for every stereotype. There should have been a bully Bible. There should have been a nerd Bible, a pussy Bible. Uh, like there should have been something like this for every stereotype. And I'm just kind of bummed. Bob, how am it. I at fault here? How is this on me? You and Dave. That's fine. Yeah. Neither one of us is responsible for that. All, all on me, whatever. I don't know. I just would have really appreciated it in multiple aspects of my life. So I think we should plant this seed and do it. I mean, it sounds like you should have gotten writing then, Bob. You're not wrong. Uh, so, um, what was it? Where do we leave? Oh, uh, Vicky was uh, coming very loudly, and her dad's walking up the stairs. Screaming. Just about to be like, ah, can you go tell Vicky it's time for dinner? It's just perfect timing, obviously. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Like, Jesus Christ. Such perfect timing. That was very funny. Um, um then uh, oh, this is this 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 is a big part we gotta talk about. Nadia and Jim. Okay, uh, but Dave, before you go to that what? again, what? You, what? you skipped what? over what? this is my mom's really, biggest pop. I, I don't I don't think my mom's this is my pop. mother's biggest pop when Eugene <laughs> Levy walks out of Jim's room and With he's the staring at the, butt? No, and he's staring at the family portrait and he oh. says he just looks at the portrait of the three of them, puts his arm around his son and says, I want to talk about masturbation. <laughs> I very that was her biggest pop, really? Biggest pop. Yep. Yep. She just oh. lost her fucking She loves mind. Eugene Levy, I guess. She just thought that was the funniest thing ever. And personally, like, if you're looking at your family portrait yeah. Put your arm around your son and say that. I yeah, a family it. portrait where we're all looking to the right a little bit. You don't recover <laughs> from that. He, no. gets, he gets turned on a lot by like watching Jim do stuff. Like it happens later in the movie as well. Um, I thought you were going to talk about the fact that he fucks the pie before the Nadia stuff stuff happens. No, no, that no? was just that, like, that. That is the most iconic scene in the movie, and for me, the part that I laughed at the most was when. Eugene Levy walks in and goes, ah, ah, Jim. We'll <laughs> just, just have like, to tell your mother we so, ate the whole thing. He's just so confused. He doesn't know what to say. And just yells out, Jim. Like, in a panic so. after making was After making eye contact with him. <laughs> They're already well, looking thing, at each other now. One thing, too, about, like, masturbatory practices of teenage boys. If we, oh, no. Uh, 
a movie we you guys probably will not do is Bridesmaids, where um, no. oh, I can't remember the actress's name, but she's like, I cracked a blanket in half. <laughs> like, and was, Brian, yeah. Dave, you what might remember it? this. Wendy McCubbin. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Reno nine one one, Beverly Goldberg. Yeah. Um, yep. And Dave, Brian, I'm sure you can relate to this. Megan, Dana, Uh-oh. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Like when oh, you're God. this age, it's it's just out of control. We're gonna cut and this. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> nah, man, keep it in. Good stuff. I just cannot imagine like what you catch your kids doing and just bury underground and never talk about again. And this is just the pinnacle of that. And it made me really happy. I mean, as the father of a boy, and Bobby, you are as well, I think I'm just, at that point, I'm going to be like, well, okay, he's progressing healthily. Oh, I can't. Like he's, it, it, this is what he's supposed to be at this age. I'm not going to, I had my sex talk prepared for him, and it's going to be better than what Eugene Levy delivered. But if, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if, I, if I find, in the terms of key and peel, some crispy socks, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> all right, like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're 15, 16, like, all right, crispy sock here, crispy sock yeah. there. Right, sure. and you wash those socks, and you don't mention sure. them until it's old enough to, you know, be just, a problem. Just don't mention it. Just don't mention it. Like, he doesn't know that I know. Don't Let him it. think he's sneaky. That's fine. Like, he's not... That's you know. gross. You're telling it me is gross. Yes. It's gross. It's, it's fucking foul, but this is, yeah, you know... Well, nice the boys are gross, Megan. Shut the bowl. Ask Sean. Sean knows. It's decent. It's, it's gross. <laughs> I've had to do my laundry since I was, like, the age of... Like eight, so. Mm. Well, yeah, but you grew up as Cinderella, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so he fucked a pie. We we had to talk about it because it's the infamous scene. He fucked a pie. He, he put his fuck- fingers in it and then he put his dick in it. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. With a window. Pants around his ankles. Didn't even like take his pants off. Didn't go to his room. Broad standing daylight. in the kitchen. <laughs> He would have made a mess in his room. He would have made a big mess in his room. Pie every time. I mean. Oh, brother. But yeah, so that happened. And he has the porn mag. So now we can talk about Nadia. Yeah. Okay. Poor Nadia. Why? Like, yeah. So she needs a tutor, and Jim's, you are are good in world history class, yes? Yes. And uh, he's like, yes. Yes, I am. Accent's so uh, bad. But of course, she needs to change her clothes before they can start their tutoring session. From ballet already... class. That is not what you do in ballet class. No, no, that totally adds up. Totally. It totally adds up. And, and, and uh, they, 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 they had already talked about in the library that they were going to film it. So Jim's got his 1999 webcam with so many pixels. Just not enough pixels, I should say. Yeah, this, um, low res, this low res video quality did remind me of that age. That, so he says, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you go ahead and change and I'll be uh, right back. And he runs over to, uh, I think it's probably Kevin's house, I'm thinking, because they were drinking beers and watching it. Um, drinking beers and, in high school in the yeah, afternoon. In the middle They're, of the day. This was cool. a run. I wondered how cool long he was running. He was, he was like, the shots of his face while he was running, he looked exhausted. Yeah. And he would have gotten back to seduce Nadia while pouring in sweat. Which like that's like breathing hard and being red in the face. That's not gonna work for anybody now. Gets to Kevin right when it gets to where they would want to see something, and it's pretty much perfect timing. And this was only supposed to this link was only supposed to go to a select group of people, but uh, Jim sent it to everybody in the high school directory, and 
they all watch, including uh, one one guy who goes to high school with them and is friends with uh, Blink-182, just sitting there and, and admiring it. So I figured at this point, mic check. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Microphone check, one, two. I was very excited about the Blink-182 cameo, especially because when you watch the credits, yes. uh, Travis Barker does not exist. It's some other Scott guy. Scott Rayner. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Um, but he's there with purple hair. Yep. I, I thought is. the soundtrack of this movie really held up. Uh, a second time I've been on the podcast, second time we've talked about how One Week by Bare Naked Ladies is a dope song. Yup. And not, not at all ironic. Just a cool, cool track. Yeah, it appeared twice in this movie. At the beginning, yes. and then like at the end. And I was just like, all right, guys. Well, uh, with the dancing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the Blink-182 song was great. Harvey Danger was great. Um, the I gotta talk about choices were quick. Oh, oh okay. On, hold on. So I have a quick, this is a, a 10 second towards quick one. I studied sign language in college. Um, I did four semesters of ASL at Iowa. I got really good and now I'm like barely conversational because it's been so long I don't have any deaf friends or anything. But in ASL 4, we had to um, sign along to a song for like, a presentation to the class. Um, I picked Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis, which is a very important <laughs> song for this whole group of friends. We do it at weddings and if we ever get drunk, it's a sing-along song. But there was a kid in our class who did Flagpole Setup by Harvey Danger it was really impressive. Huh. Like he was, he, cause a lot of sign language, like facial expressions, how you move your body and shit. Like he was into it. It was really good. And then my teacher did um, Ice Ice Baby and he fingerspelled an entire verse, which like, I don't know how you didn't get a cramp, but it was, Whoa. his hand was moving at like warp speed. It was very impressive. That is impressive. It was really cool. Um, but so, yeah, I thought the acapella choices were fun. Do you believe in magic and um, how sweet it is? And, you know, they, whatever, they did them how they did it. Um, but they were good choices. Um, yeah, I mean, Blink-182, that's a great underrated song from that Enema of the State album, Mutt. Yeah. Um, Celebrity Skin, when Tara Reid's getting, you yeah. know, that's fucking yeah. great song, man. Uh, cover that with a male lead singer. Super funny. Uh, very <laughs> hilarious. And also Mrs. Robinson, when Finch is about to nail uh, yeah. Stiffler's mom. And lastly, Third Eye Blind, because that, that um, semi-charm kind of life song is all about fucking. So I yeah. thought it was totally appropriate to throw in there at the end. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of good stuff. There was that, that porno music from, from the beginning. It's called uh, Love Muscle by the Sexorama Ew. band. You ever heard Love that one muscle. before? Yeah, that one's Ew. pretty fun. Uh, what else? Everything to Everyone by Everclear. That song was everywhere. To sure. everyone. To everyone. Also, At Last. At yeah. Last made an appearance. At Last is weird. I mean, I, I get it. It's it's too sweet a song for Jim walking up to Nadia while probably never having spoken to her before. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Fair like, criticism. What is that one song by like... Uh... Like two live crew, like oh me so horny, like that would have been a better. Like, yes, me yes. so horny would have worked perfectly. That would have been way yeah, more there, appropriate. There's, yes, yeah. me so horny would have been I, really any two live crew yeah. song. They're all bad. They're all foul. Yeah. Um, that, song, that was that one tonic song that. Yes, I was just gonna comment on it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love that tonic song. Like I feel like they have another song that's I don't know if it's off of the second one, but like uh, something about like. Um, how blue your eyes can be when you say that you love me, yep. but like, yep. 
this one, I was like, oh, it's so it plays oh, like, yeah. the credits. Like, it's the second song in the credits that I happen to fast forward <laughs> through. And it's, I love, it's such a good song. Like, what happened to Tonic, guys? What happened? Well, they had those two good songs. And, and, and I guarantee you, you can see them at a state fair. Once this corona thing's over, you'll be able to see them at a state fair somewhere. 100%. And that's not shitting on them. That's more good songs. No, than they're, written, they're right? still working as a band and making yeah, money. Right. I mean, uh, good our band yeah. not last. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the I thought the soundtrack was a huge hit. I I really liked it. I thought it was appropriate, um, mm-hmm. and it stood the test of time. And maybe that's because we were in high school at this time. Um, but to me, it it stood the test of time. It was great. I will tell you, Bob. That's not why we've had a number of soundtracks from that era where we're like I don't know any of these fucking songs. Like this is bad. So yeah, they this was they just they did a really good job with this one. It's not it's not say the last dance, which I think still remains the number one not cheat code aided podcast. Well, uh, yeah, and that cheat code you referred to in Dazed and Confused. Like, they don't have that advantage. No, no. This, they I did think they did, they did a really good job of picking a lot of songs that just are going to last. Um, yeah, they, they did a really good job with this one. Yeah, yeah. and they set the tone. Like, they added, yes. like, another layer to this story. Um, Absolutely. The songs that they picked, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. And, and again, like, you can say what you want about how well they sang or whatever, but I thought the acapella songs were, were great choices. I mean, I they really were good choices. Yeah, they were by bad by bad singers. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were okay. I thought they were okay too. Pretty good. All right. So let's go on about Nadia yeah. masturbating and Finch yeah. saying she reads the articles. Uh, God. <laughs> the, the quaintness, the quaintness of thinking an entire high school is going to gather around to watch this yeah. now that we have access to whatever disgusting, foul kind of porno you want to watch foul. whenever you want to. Another, like, Yeah, another potent potable for me was Finch says, thank God for the internet, as if he couldn't just look up porn on the internet. He might not have been able to back then, man. Like 98, 99? Right. 128 kilobaud modem would take forever. Yeah, your 14.4K all... modem? I mean, but the I fact know. that they could do webcams, I'm like, that was a thing back then? No, the That's fact that... The quality was astounding. The quality I was know for a fact that the yeah. three guys in this Zoom chat right now absolutely know that you could view porn on the internet in 1999. You could, Bob, but it wasn't... It wasn't... It's, it's a it was on AOL, but it now. was still porn. It, it <laughs> was on AOL. All the keywords and shit. Like, that's not... It's not gonna... What? It was a different era. Well, there were some of like the quaintness were like we didn't talk about it in a ton of depth when they're but when they're doing like the all right we got to get laid montage where like Jim goes to like an e dating website and I was like yeah. that a thing like I had totally forgotten that that was a thing that happened and now like yeah ninety nine wow yeah I was like and if he, if he would have done it now he would have had forty five responses by the time he got back home like yeah you got yeah. zero responses because you and three other people that are on the whole website <laughs> yeah it was so I just remember like. I don't know if you guys like on AIM, like random people were able to like find you on AIM. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah but this like up, dude from the profiles. mall. Yeah. Yo, so, like, a- ASL, get at me. If I mean, oh, yeah, right. ASL check in the chat. Yeah, room, ASL oh, check. Yeah, absolutely. Right. No, I had to use I had to use AIM Express, which is the light <laughs> version that you didn't have to download to your computer. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't even. You can even do like an emoji or like do anything, and you can this also so on brand. Yeah, what a great time too. 
But just, oh, what a great so time weird. to be alive. Jesus oh, Christ. All right, so anyway, Shannon Elizabeth, Shannon Elizabeth is being broadcast across the high school. She's doing it. She's doing what she's doing, and and Kevin's like, dude, if you ever had a chance, definitely now's the time. Run in there, do it. And he's just like, you know what? Yeah, I will. Here I go. Hey, he goes in there and starts. She she wants him to dance. Like you look at me, I look at you. I'm like, okay. This is directly the girl next door. <laughs> And, uh, scenario. So he dances. Yeah, he, had, yeah, he ends up in his uh, boxer shorts, and then things get uh, things get heated a little, a little hot there for uh, maybe about twenty seconds before he touches oh. her leg, and that's the end for him. And that's the end of the world for him, at least the first time. And everyone reacts hilariously. And then she's like, "Oh, okay, maybe we try." And then he says something. I forgot what he says. And then. Says he gets on the porn like, again. no, no, this is hot, right? This is this is this is begging her not to leave. Oh yeah, and uh, what happens? And then it happens again. Oops, does slap. it again? <laughs> and just oh, couldn't couldn't have been worse. Not only was it broadcasted to everybody, but he couldn't. He just couldn't do it. He was too excited. And uh, we find out Nadia's exchange sponsors because they saw the video. Send her home. The hell out of here. And all that literally gets, gets, gets deported. Gets de- but she gets deported for horniness. She's not, not deported. deported. She's just sent home. Listen, functionally, she gets deported, not by the yeah. government, but by yeah. her sponsor family. Yeah, but, we need to leave today. But we are also <laughs> at this time, like which is such an innocent thing. Like, oh, a whole high school got to see this girl naked <laughs> and fondling herself on the internet. You know what? The only repercussion is she gets sent home. Yep. Naked, naked, fondling herself and trying to fuck twice with a guy who could not do it. Not <laughs> problematic at all. And also, just for the record, my notes of this part say, this was where I remember just staring straight ahead no matter what. Totally <laughs> not damaging at all. Top three awkward moment of my life. Yeah. Oh my God, your mom. Jesus. Yeah, right on point. Uh. But- Jim's super embarrassed. He's like, what am I going to do now? And then Michelle sits next to him, just starts telling her stories. And she pretends like she's not like, like, like she's unaware of what happened. And uh, he says, yeah, would you like to go to a prom? And she says, yes. So Jim, you got a date even after what happened on the internet. <laughs> the unfortunateness. I'll take a couple seconds for Finch because there's that one. Oh my God. I felt so bad for him when he got directed in, into the bathroom by Stifler after Stifler got super pissed at him after he gives him too much. Uh, what does he give him? Uh, a laxative? Relax. I'm not going to lie. Physical that. Physical acting. His, I'm like, this yeah, is physical acting in that scene is great. Watching him yeah. run down the hallway. This was yeah. me, it's really good. me to laugh when, when I was 17 years old, 16 yeah. years old. It's like his poo's always funny and it's got to be super embarrassing for him. And when he walks out and everyone's standing there, I'm like, this is my nightmare. This is my fucking nightmare. I'm not going to lie. It definitely did make me laugh up until the end because I'm like, why are they shaming him? Everybody. Everybody poops. There was a whole book about that. A whole book about that. Just for me, the, the watching him run and then also like watching him. It was very funny. Yeah, the relief acting that he does when he finally yeah. gets to take a shit. I'm like, okay, this is—he's really doing the most in this moment. It's not better than Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber, but it's close. No, it's on. It's yeah, it's in the same neighborhood. 
his whole body fell, fell out of him in that <laughs> So it's prom time, everyone. Finally get to prom. Uh, Did it. They get their tuxes and shit, and Jim, of course, picks the most obnoxious one. What, like, why? Was he, like, cheaper? Like, I just didn't get it. I don't. It looked he looked, he looked fine. Every In the time. black one, he looked fine. Like, I don't know why he's like, oh, no, no, I need to wear this powder blue with the ruffles on it. Get up. Powder blue with the ruffles. That is, uh, a, that is a good question, Crooks. Why did you need to wear a powder I'm blue? Sorry. Or <laughs> I didn't wear powder blue. I was in all white with a top hat and tails because mm. I looked fucking fly. Seems like only Kevin and Oz are really excited to be there. I mean, Fitch obviously shit in front of everybody. And he's really <laughs> embarrassed. And, and uh, uh, so Jim's like, yeah, I'll just treat my date poorly and we'll see what happens. And Such that a continues at the dance. Um, but then Kevin's mood kind of changed when they talk and everyone's kind of like, dude, fuck, I, I hate sex. Everything about it, I'm, I'm nervous all the time. This is it's terrible. I hate it. And then Kevin's like, well, if we're not all going to do it, what's the point of, I'm, I'm really nervous about everything that's going on here. Um, it all just completely Accurate. changes, says he doesn't want to go to Stifler's, but they're able to get get back to where they, they, they wanted to be and they all go to Stifler's and they figure all that stuff out. But when oh. that girl that Sherman hired to pretend that they did it. He didn't hire her. <laughs> did, he, he didn't hire her? No, no, they they oh. had a genuine connection because for some reason she stayed up all night talking to the Shermanator and had a good time. I thought yeah. she made that up he, to make him sound sensitive. Oh no 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 no! no. He he was that that oh. really happened. He lied and said he got his dick wet, and no. she was like, "No no no! We just talked all night." He pisses on himself if he gets nervous. <laughs> like he yeah, you're the grapefruit one time. You're getting your Which, wires crossed with Finch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, um, yeah, if you if you I I want to I want to point out I've never I've never tried to fuck a grapefruit. I bet it hurts like hell. It's citrus. It's gonna burn like shit. There's there's a, there there's a YouTube video you should check out. No, I shouldn't. No, really? you, you really should. Wait, it's and, about a grapefruit. And real quick, check Dave, Dave, you you jumped right to prom. You prom. You skipped over the whole uh, choir recital. Eh, we don't. Need it's because it. it doesn't matter. It's because Oz can't sing. It's terrible. Uh, Let's it's forget it happened. Yeah. Okay. Assume they sing together. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. Oh. They sing beautifully together. How, how about that? <laughs> Sounds good, yeah. right? They sing beautifully. Oz runs all across Michigan State in three seconds flat. Literally, entirely across <laughs> That's Michigan. It. That's yeah. all. Man. Yeah. And the, Jim the, and Kevin follow behind okay, to support him. We're talking about it. Stop <laughs> it. I just wanted to say a couple things about through the prom thing. The girls' dresses are offensive because the boys are running tuxes and the girls were just in like very i was like these are not prom dresses i was very around the house dresses those were like homecoming maybe you just wear to school they had like cardigans over them i found that yep. offensive Agreed. and then secondly i kind of like it, it happens also with vicky and it happens with jim and some of the other guys but like everybody realizes like they're like putting you know, to uh, take some parlance from um, a Judd Apatow movie, they're putting like sex up on this crazy pedestal. And I think yeah, they all like they are. bring it down and chill the fuck out about it. Like Vicky realizes like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Ooh, maybe I don't want to wait to college. Like why not like fuck around with a high school dude? You know, like it just seemed like everybody kind of resets. Um, yeah. Like, as an adult. I, I appreciated that. Like, yeah, as an adult, I was like, I appreciated the reset that it's just like, 
everybody's chilling out about it. The boys aren't obsessed. The girls aren't trying to build it up to something. Like everybody kind of reaches a level of like stasis with it. Yeah. As an adult, um, watching Vicky put her pussy on a pedestal and make it into Pusalaya, I'm like, I just, I'm like, I, you're making, you're making this so much. It's first of all, it's going to be bad the first time. Like we, we talked about my high school girlfriend and all of her, uh, preamble to sex like that was what vicky was all about like let's light a thousand candles it's like a perfect playlist first i'm like dude it's you're 17 and you're fucking just fuck like it's not calm down um that i could not i was mad at vicky and kevin frankly is kevin being a little bitch about saying i love you like both of them are awful together yeah they their relationship is doomed well, you know what, guys? Listen, we're talking about them. We might as well quick spend a couple of minutes here and talk about how they fell in love at first semester. Um, okay, there's two couples worth talking about here. We're already talking about Kevin and uh, Vicky. I just feel like they're, they're awful. At prom, they don't have any chemistry together. Like, they show them dancing, and I'm like, have y'all met? Like, do you guys know each other? They, they were they really nervous. They, they, they were about to do it tonight. They were oh nervous. Oh, my God. And, and just the whole time, it's like, Kevin, just tell her you love her. Or Vicky, calm down. Like, they're, they're, they're on such different, like, wavelengths here with expectations and what, what they're kind of okay with. And I, I couldn't stand them. But, frankly, Oz and Heather, I think, is, is one that is – I don't know if it's more interesting or not, but it's definitely a, a different dynamic. Um, no? I, I, did, I felt like this relationship did not belong in this movie. Okay. Like, everybody else is running on as horny teens, and these two are doing, like, a full-on, like, Nicholas Sparks love story here. Like, oh, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, that, that, there's a that sequence at the end. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. Everybody else is like fumbling around awkwardly or, or breaking things while they're fucking. And these two are like very tenderly making love on a dock and they wake but up. Don't the you next think morning. they kind of needed that to kind of. No. Oh, I, I, I appreciated it. Cause for every, um, you know, it's kind of like for every, um, for every one of these relationships that is stupid and is high school and is just fucking at prom. There is one you know, one out of four, maybe 25% that are really good. I mean, I think we all know some friends who have had parents that met in high school or like, I remember we had a, we had a friend whose parents met at the hang up and like, we freaked out about that. Oh, that was super oh, cool. cool. At the hang up, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think it was, and I do think the there Honda. was still back in 1999, there was something sweet about, you know, Hey, like you, you can meet, this person in high school it's not likely but you can it's it's a thing i just don't want to see it in this movie save that shit for like a walk to remember or whatever i'm not trying to watch in this movie that couple okay okay they're they're sitting Mm. nude in adirondack chair with a blanket around them the next morning get the fuck out of here is that what that kind of chair is called adirondack Adirondack (laughs) i will say that like i appreciate what they're aiming for i do think there wasn't enough time for it um, I guess like my complaint was like it just seemed all out of order like she he shows up trying to be more sensitive like the college girl told him to 
And like a week later, she's like, let's go to prom. And I'm like, this is unearned. Like, I don't care. And then they have like the sweet moment in the sub shop. And I'm like, but you've already gone. Like, I don't like, I just think they like, if they could have reshuffled some of the scenes, maybe I would have cared. But by that point, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I love what you guys are trying to say that like, look, being sensitive can help you get a girl and fall in love. But yeah, it just didn't seem earned. But he he also was putting on a show. Like he was lying the entire time. He was time. lying the there entire was, time. There's there a was whole a moment movie where he got caught. Yeah. yeah there, there should have been a moment where he got caught as like exposed for lying. The closest that they got was, oh, you didn't talk shit to your friend who was being a dickhead. Like well, I there should have been kinda, a moment where she found out that he was lying about the whole thing. We'll get there at the end of the movie, but don't we see them kind of acknowledge that in the last scene? He does, which is like, well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not there needed to be their conflict should not have been oh i have a lacrosse game at the same time as the choir competition it should have been oh i found out that you're only with me because you're trying to have sex with me and i i just happen to be somebody that's around it's not yeah. even like oh i was and into you, you for and you years. don't even like choir and you made no. up the fact that you're a sensitive guy and you, and you can't of, sing no. <laughs> and, you're <whispering>. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a total fraud <laughs> and you're whispering right. okay fair okay yeah, fair. you're whisper talking you're breathing you're hyperventilating right now that okay been, you got me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay you yeah, turned yeah. me so yeah, two two shitty couples. Um, back to prom. <laughs> oh, they go to Stifler's again, just a lake house this time, because apparently his mother is a propertyed woman with lots of property everywhere. <laughs> a yeah, and real quick show of hands, who had a bus take you away from prom to go drink in an underage place? No, Not we had some me, limos. Man. We had limos. We had a Did we have we had a limo? We had yeah, we had limos. Yeah. We had limos, definitely not a bus. And did anyone have a child pop out of a closet? Like a legitimate no. child? <laughs> that was no. That okay. was that was one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Fuckers, mm-hmm. fuckers, 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 fuckers. You guys are gonna fuck, aren't you? I, I yeah, did we'll say, at yeah. one of my da- one of the after dances because like guy girl sleepovers was like a thing, but of course I couldn't. Yeah, do it was. Oh, so glad this story is coming from you, Megan. Uh, um I one of my friends moms lied about <laughs> what was happening so that we so that i could be at the guy girl sleepover. megan put that name in the chat put um, that name in I, the chat so they end up doing it you know just regular style because they talk about that how should we do it regular, regular style. style regular style like missionary position i'm like oh, it's, just, uh-huh. it's, it's a good talk they wake up the next day and uh, talk about their futures. Both have their doubts. But we'll talk about the other, uh, how everyone else's night ends first. Uh, the fun ones first. The fun ones first. Fitch, pretty awesome. The playing of Mrs. Robinson is perfect. Yeah. Uh, when she calls out that she likes her scotch yeah, aged. Aged 18 years. <laughs> yeah, you're so a pedophile good. Lady. Yeah, R just Kelly. so good. Not yeah, a pedophile for 18 it. years. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's legal. It's it's fine. It's weird. Okay. R. Kelly uh, anyway. And they do it on the pool table. The ball's just clacking. Clacking. He calls her, he calls her Stifler's mom. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Stifler's yes. mom. Pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. And uh, Stifler walks in the next morning, finds him, and just faints. <laughs> hey, Stifler. But also another underrated element of that is Finch is just walking around and sees a door that says, do not enter. And he's like, yep. I'm walking go. in here. Yeah, one gone. thing, one thing about this this Stifler's party scene that uh, didn't sit right with me. Nobody changed clothes. 
Like after, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not wearing my tux all night. I brought like some sweatpants and like a hoodie to wear or whatever after. I'm not going to kick it in my tux. These, these women are walking around their full on prom dresses all night. Well, they're not real prom dresses. So that's what it was. Yeah, yeah it's just a fake prom dress. That's fair, but I mean, Finch is in a room by himself in a white tuxedo. (laughs) No, I I feel like I remember a couple prom parties where you just rode that shit out. Oh, man. I'm I'm putting on soft pants as soon as I can. Yeah. My dress was very heavy and like a lot of beating. It was very uncomfortable. So I like took it off in the limo ride down and like took my prom dates like shirt and wore it until we got Well, you had a cape, so I get it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> just a shawl. But no, I was like, Cloak. yeah, it was, oh boy. Anywho. Oh man. My, yeah, my but mom, those weren't prom dresses, so that's why. So they I had my mom. I, I believe it. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, and Jim and Michelle, she's still talking about Bandcamp. And, and this he, one time the, at Bandcamp? Yeah, oh, just over and over again. So and then a, but, 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 but eventually she. They, they start telling dirty stories. But also the iconography of that line, like this one yes. time at Bandcamp, like it's that perfect. really, that became a oh, thing. And it became a very thing. funny thing. Yeah. It's, I still hear it whenever somebody says this one time. I can put that every time. Yeah. Um, so so I, I do, there's a, there's a thing that I want to point out. Um, so obviously Jim can't fuck. He doesn't know how to use his dick. Uh, she is an especially acrobatic lover is probably mm. the best way to put it. But mm. like he's, they're breaking shit everywhere, like kicking shit over. And yeah. uh, this reminded me of a story that uh, Bobby and I have a friend whose name I will not see on the pod. Put it um, in the chat. Put it in the chat. Sorry, uh, listeners, you'll never know. Ch- you'll never know. <laughs> in the chat. So, so Bobby and I have a friend uh, who one time texted us because her lovemaking was so vigorous and acrobatic that she kicked her her lover's bong off of his nightstand and broke it yes and she wanted to know what appropriate protocol was like do i buy him another one do i just apologize and i recall this was like well shame on him for having it so close to the bed like Mm. put that shit up somewhere else Mm. yeah we're not we're not gonna expose there i don't mind saying names on here that's what i'm not gonna point out but yeah she i still kind of mind saying very concerned i think you're a little too laissez-faire about it Uh, rock cops bones in prison there i said it but yeah we Um, i'm just saying i so i've heard it was a really expensive bong and very large (laughs) well well, (laughs) (laughs) but we're not talking about that we're not um, talking about that. Anyway, to come back to this whole scene, I had a problem Ooh. with this because so we find out through this whole like Jim and Michelle are like trading stories and she points out that like band camp is just sex ed and she's like, the only reason I agreed to it is because I knew you were a sure thing. And I'm like, right. no, you knew he would come in five seconds. Are you right. saying, like the only and way that's that okay good? is if like, did you want to get pregnant? Like I, I <laughs> at the well, time, like I was a virgin. So I do. Yeah, I do now, want like, to terrible. Wearing I do two want condoms. To. The amount of friction in two condoms. That's yeah, we're two condoms. Dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. I do want to very much stick up for the band nerds in this movie. Um, mm. because band horniness is totally a thing. No, it's, sure. I'm not and disagreeing with that. So I'm disagreeing. Um, <laughs> well, my my I, beef was okay, so if band horniness is a real thing, for sure several dozen band dudes would have asked for to prom. Like she's not, she's not an uggo. 
She's not like, her skin is fine. Some dude from band would have been like, well, we should go to prom. I'll bring my trumpet or whatever. Like it, it, I don't think that she would have been so hard up for a date that she would ask Jim who she has no interaction with before this at all. I just think it's the, it's the fact that like you were a sure thing. No, it was like a sure thing to last five seconds. Like that's where I was right. like that. You're a sure thing to disappoint me. Yeah, you are surely going to be terrible at this. Like, uh, or maybe she was being uh, philanthropic and it was like, I'm going to help you not last five seconds. Like, or maybe it was just like, I know he wants to do it. I'll at least get a chance. But you know who else wants to do it, Allison Hannigan? Every guy at your high school. There's no guy who's like, oh, I don't want to ever have sex. That's not a thing. Yeah, it's just, that was just- They're all sure things. It rang very false to me. I was like, unless she's like Same. trying to get knocked up, I have, I thought this was very weird. Yeah, yeah but I, I did just want to acknowledge real quick that the horniness, I, I acknowledged it. I get it, Bob, band yeah. horniness. I get just, it. It's oh, very real. It's well, very upsetting. BTS. Um, yeah, very real, you know? I will we also- march and we fuck. Okay. <laughs> I will also say, Go ahead and isolate that. The choir stereotypes are not real either. Choir pushes, oh. not a okay. Also, another one of my problematic notes. It literally says, "Choir girls don't put out, comma yeah, right." I, like, I didn't. I didn't realize that was supposed to be a thing that we all realize that choir girls don't like to have sex. I did not. Thanks for the punctuation in there too. I I, I needed that spacing confirmed. I appreciate. Well, and an exclamation <laughs> point at the end. Yeah, because yeah. no, that's as far fantastic. as I know. Why girls? Uh-huh. <laughs> Parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ampersands. <laughs> yep. And then Jim, because he's terrible at fucking, wakes up alone. Yeah. And he's okay with that. Totally fine with that. Totally fine, fine with preferred, it. Preferred way. Yeah. Well, I really <sighs> did get another kick out of though, you know, because I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, seeing um, Alice and what's her name from How I Met Your Mother yell. Say oh, my no, name. Yes. Yeah, say, say my, my name, name bitch. bitch. I didn't realize good. that was the first time I heard that. And it was pretty yeah. cool. Breaking, it was all the breakable things in the room were, were, were broken before they even And when started. he jumped in and hopped up, hopped up, like fell off the yeah, bed, that the bed. made me laugh pretty hard. Yeah, I've, I've, pretty done, I've done that a couple times. Not with anybody <laughs> around, just by myself. It's, <laughs> you fall down a lot when you drink. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, then they end up on the boat dock in the, what's that chair called again, Crooks? Adirondack. Adirondack chair. An Adirondack chair? Fantastic. Adirondack chair with a blanket over him, like some jackasses. That's good, man. That's good. Next morning, they're at that same hot dog place or breakfast place, wherever. And they're all talking about, you know, Kevin did it. Fitch did it. Jim did it. Oz also did it, as far as I could tell. But he just won't say that he did it because he's a he's gentleman. He's now. Yeah, does it really oh. matter, Dave? No. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up because the... The other three are like, yeah, we went fucking, yeah, we did it, yeah. And then Oz is like, yeah, that was still, it was a really good night. That's all I'm going to say. I would say with the whole Kevin and Vicky thing, like, they wake up the next day and she's just like, huh, this isn't going to last. And I was just like, no, no, no. If I were Kevin, I feel like that would give me a complex. It's like, oh, was it bad? Like, I guarantee it was bad. Yeah. She had, okay, when we saw them hook up, my notes were just like, this is the least hot sex I've ever seen. Like, he, they don't seem to barely move at all. She has to, like, actively Ooh. guide okay. it in. It just seems Again, terrible. this is a movie, but it definitely just seemed like she was, like, all lovey-dovey, all about trying to make it work. And the next morning, she's just like, huh, well, 
Um, so th- that was you got, fun. You got you bad know, dick, man. Your dick is bad. We all saw that coming, though. Like, yes. That was uh, clear, yeah, months ago. But still, it, I was just it, like, oof. I didn't even feel bad for him because I'm like, yeah, you're, 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 you can't fuck. You're not that much fun. She's smarter than you because she's going to Cornell. Like, why mm. would she want to stay with you? I think you're shorter than her. <laughs> like, there's no reason she'd oh, want to stay with you. They were a really boring couple to watch, to be honest. They were all, I did not have any interest in watching them at all. Did not cheer for them. Yeah. And then uh, it's just one last little scene where I guess Jim reconnects with Nadia over webcam, does the same dancing, doesn't lock his door again. His dad walks in and is like, <gasps> walks out and uses that kind of mojo to call out for his wife. I think he's going to go for a nooner. And that's when Jim's mom. Uh, yeah, during, during the day, he's like, honey, I'll dance like that like my son does. One of the things that we can do on this podcast is take a look at uh, somebody who was in this movie that might not have been in a major role to see if this was the peak of their whole career or just kind of the start of big things. So it is time for an IMDb deep dive. Dave, who are you diving on this week? I picked uh, the Shermanator. Chris Owen is his name. Okay. Um, sorry to say this was this was his peak, unfortunately. But he was oh. a child. He was a child actor. He had a good run of uh, movies. Uh, let's see, Major Pain. Oh my! I Ooh. love Major Pain. I love Major Pain too. And this and is a great peak, it, by it's, the it's way. So like, it's not like a peak. peak. Yeah, he played the uh, klepto kid and can't hardly wait. He was still in yeah. the gumball yeah, relationship. We will like, cover that. I was like, I'm pretty sure we talked about him, but it was one of the yeah. last episodes. It's a lost episode. Yeah. Lost episode. I, I'm taking it back. Uh, she's all that. Um, Is he also the shoplifter in Empire Records? No. No, 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 no man. But he looks like that guy. Different kid. He does yeah. look like you'll, that guy. You'll be sorry. Uh, that's, one, that's Warren Beatty. Warren yeah. Beatty. Also was, a lost episode that will come back. Someday. We have to. October Sky, no, uh, the one where they shot the rockets. That was, that was oh. a nice movie. Oh, then that. came uh, it came American Pie, and he was in Ready to Rumble, that, that uh, WCW movie. That was in theaters. Yeah. yeah. That was good. We don't talk and about that. He was in American Pie 2. He played the suicidal freshman in National Lampoon's Van Wilder. He actually holds the distinction. He's one of two actors who appeared in those band camp kind of spinoffs. Mm-hmm. It was him and, you, and, and Eugene Levy. Does he play um, the Shermanator in those? He plays the Shermanator in one of them. In American Pie. Who was he in the other one? <laughs> Some other guy. Redhead number three. Redhead number three. <laughs> um, I should point out, there's a, what is that? Is that um, Allstate that has the commercials about, like, don't mess my discount? Allstate or Nationwide or whatever. He's in one of those commercials where he's in a, like a Charger trying to challenge some guy to a street race. It's very and, embarrassing. Oh, and, and, that's and, where he's at now. And, and, oh my and goodness, that's he him? He starts yelling at yep. him, right? Yep. Woo, yeah. let's go! Woo! That's yeah. him. That's Terminator. That's good. Yeah. So that's, that's and, a thing uh, it all kind of dries up after uh, 2016. I hope he's doing all right. Yeah, well, he seems to be doing his commercial actor. He's doing fine. Yep, um, seems to be. Now, that brings us to the end of our podcast. And just like in the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Jim is most likely to be told, it's all right. It happens to lots of guys. Mm. Oz is most likely to send the girl 50 super sappy texts after they make up for 15 minutes at the bar. Okay. 
Kevin no, is most likely so. to what the, at, at the end of the movie. You don't think so? I think it I, depends on whether she saw him in a movie or a play. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. I just feel like he's at the end of this, he's so breathy and like sappy and I mean he, he made love for his person having sex. Like that's Yeah, the, he's he is one hundred percent the uh what is it, the Chris Gaines, the Garth Brooks. Yeah. 100%. Right. Yeah. It's it's not his best work. Um Kevin is most likely to be involved in a four year long engagement because he's just not quite sure yet. I thought for sure with Kevin you were going to go most likely to pitch in the major leagues, but well, he already did that. That was that was his previous life. Uh, that was tendon cool. reset. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it already happened. Already happened. He bad. took a big uh, fall. He he tripped on a baseball, and then that kind of ended his career. And now he's yes, that was it. At a Michigan high school. That's it. My bad. Finch is most likely to lie about his age and set up an art time account. Nadia is most likely to get a job at Club Vandersex. Oh, Club Vandersex. Yep. Yeah. Heather yeah. is most likely to fall in love over karaoke. Vicky is most likely to read way too much into an innocuous text from her boyfriend. Jessica is most likely to have to let down so many dudes in college gently by telling them, hey man, it was just sex. Don't mess around and fall in love with me. And last but not least, Michelle is most likely to have a mad wild OnlyFans account. <laughs> her OnlyFans would be fucking bananas. Like she'd be literally fucking bananas. Yeah, her OnlyFans would be some some wild French horn business, I feel like. With a limited understanding of what OnlyFans is, I I support that. It's, it's only for fans, naked bro. And charge money. That's why you don't understand, because you're not a fan. <laughs> so, do, uh, do they play sports? I don't get it. Nope. It's like a Patreon um, for so, yeah, No, I, I know <laughs> yeah. what it is. I'm yep. kidding. Come on. It's freaky Patreon. Um, so the next movie is my choice. I need you guys to all mark your calendars because it is Rex Manning Day. I mentioned it a minute ago. It's coming right back around. Um, next week, we are going way back to the year of our Lord, 1995, to watch Empire Records. Um, it was pointed out a couple minutes ago, this was a lost episode. We recorded this one, I don't know, four or five months ago and then deleted it. So we're... We're starting it fresh, um, but we're going to be joined by my buddy Nick, who is on my trivia team back when we could still go to the bar and play trivia. So, And yeah. also, I will say it was my choice originally, but I'll give it to you. Yes, this was originally Megan's choice. I am claiming this one now for my own, my own purposes here. Um, and guys, that does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, tell your friends, hop on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever we get your podcasts, and be sure to subscribe, rate, review. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Recap and Gown Pod. That is R E C A P N G O W N P O D. And if you didn't like what you heard, in the immortal words of Steve Stifler, what the fuck are you doing here, fuckface? Mm-hmm. Take it easy, millennials. We will see you next week.